This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack having fun with a world gone crazy. All righty then. Okay. I told you so. Uh-oh, What? All right. They haven't voted on the border bill yet. It's tonight. But Mike Johnson, Speaker of the House, says it's dead on arrival, which is a good thing. I told you I tried to read through it. It's it's lawyer speak. It's so just first of all, it's very boring. It's 380 pages long. Yeah, it is. It's 371 with the glossary and all that crap. It's 380. Yeah. So anyway, it's it's extremely boring and it's in lawyer speak. So it's real hard to understand exactly what they're saying. But it's on purpose because they don't want you to know that there's not much of a bill here. You no, see, this this bill passes. Uh, yeah, they have these numbers that are thrown at you. You know, there's 5,000 daily average of people crossing. Then we can close the border. And that's only for this many days. And then the president can override that. Basically, the president can override just about anything. So if you look at his resume for the last three years, he hasn't enforced the law. That's right. The president of the United States been acting unlawful. He breaks the law every day by allowing people to cross the border. The number one job of a government here in the U.S. is to protect its citizens from invasion. If you don't think it's an invasion, it's because you don't consume anything but ABC, NBC, and CBS. And even they are telling you it's a crisis now. So... Really, the bill means nothing. The bill was not about the border. The bill is about the border in Ukraine and Russia. Well, let let me ask you this. We have Border Patrol agents who obviously would like to do their jobs. It's just their higher up saying, hey, don't work. No, they're working. They're Uber for the illegals. Which is crazy. Yeah, but how many... I'm sure not everybody under the whole branch there thinks that way. How many no, no, people no, no. are really getting told what to do or doing the telling? Because I doubt it's coming from Biden going, here's what we need to do, Jack. No, he no. He doesn't know what he's doing. No, the Border Patrol is following orders. Their orders are is to process. That's their orders right now. Not to keep them from coming over. We just saw the right there in the uh, right the little opening that was between San Diego uh, in California. There was a tiny little opening and they were coming through and the Border Patrol just standing there. They're told to stand down. All they do right now is process incoming. That's all they do. Let me ask you this. What's to stop them from saying, um, how about no, we're just going to do our jobs? Because no matter what you're... Uh, I mean, if your boss tells you, hey, I need you to set the building on fire. Trust me, it's been approved by corporate. Are you going to do it? Yes. They're, really? They're essentially they're federal agents. If they're given orders to do something, they do it. You can go and... Even be- if you know it's against the law? 
Well, I mean, they're doing it right now. They're allowing the immigrants to cross the border, so they're breaking the law. Yes, they're aiding and abetting breaking of the law of our immigration. That's what I'm saying. Where does that happen? If if the guy in charge is the one breaking the law, do you have to follow what he says, and does that make it legal? Unless you just quit. Well, none of this is legal. That's why they're called illegal immigrants. And yes, and the Biden administration is acting illegally by allowing them to come here illegally. That's what I'm saying. Where's the police? Where, who's- they are the police. The federal, the federal, the federales, <laughs> the federal government runs Border Patrol. It's a federal agency. So when they break the law, who goes after them? Nobody. They're told to do what they're doing. They welded 41 gates open. That's what I'm saying. If you're a Border Patrol agent, you know this is against the law. Quit. Yeah, if, if, you're, if you're at a job and they're doing nefarious activity then you and you don't agree with it, then... Yeah, but if enough of you know that it's the wrong thing, why don't you just take over the company? What's Mayorkas going to do? Go down there and make you? <laughs> he can't fire all of you. Dadgummit. I'm just saying, I feel like there could be more we're doing and no, everybody's just like... Well, I don't want to make a, a, a kerfuffle. I guess I'll just let these guys in. All right. So a total of $118.3 billion is what's included in the bill. $60 billion of that is in military aid to Ukraine. First of all, if I give my son a certain amount of money because he's fallen behind on his bills, I want to know, okay, how do I access your account to watch you? Mm-hmm. Where's the money going? Which bills are you paying? And I want to make sure you're paying the bills. If I'm going to give you $1,000... We don't have a plan in Ukraine. This is nothing more than the industrial, the military-industrial complex just making equipment, sending it over there, and cashing in. Number two, $61 billion on top of $100 billion. Do the math. We've already given them that much. Now, we have no accounting. None. See, right. it, now during tax time, don't forget, you have to report anything over $600. What are you talking? What is wrong Money with that you get. I'm just saying, like, there's no accounting for that, but every American citizen has to keep all their receipts. To pay for all this. I get it. How come there's no accountability? Going back to what you were saying Why is he irritating me this morning? I don't know. That's okay. I'll just take a nap. You guys do the thing. Going back to what you are saying about, like, if you lend your kid money, you want to know what they're spending it on. Furthermore, if your kid comes back to you, aka Ukraine, and says, I need more money, you're going to go, what happened to the money I already gave you? Right. And we're not doing that. We're just going, oh, okay, here. Well, to be fair, here's what makes it worse. We give them the $61 billion on top of the $100 billion we already gave them. We don't know where it's going. We don't have any accounting of it. Um, we don't have a plan of how to win this war. But on top of all that, think about it. We have people in this country pouring over here illegally, and we're sinking a bunch of money into them. Another country. And so you put those two together, all of a sudden, it's over $100 billion in expenses, and we haven't done anything about the border. No. And this bill does nothing about the border. Why are we still, I mean, and nobody can answer this question, why are we still giving them money? Because we want to win the war against Russia. It's like Chuck Schumer said, I can't stand Chuck Schumer. We can't Chuck afford Schumer. to be funding all of these wars. We can't well, me, We can't even stand on our own two feet. Let me play this a-hole here. This is Chuck Schumer with, you know, is, the, is this really annoying? He's, do you remember the principal of your school you never, never liked? Mm-hmm. Some principals you liked, some you just, just look at them and you just want just to go away. This is That's Chuck Schumer. He looks over his glasses when he's talking to you, but he's actually looking down on you. Yeah, it's condescending. So he talks about what Jill just asked. This bill is crucial, and history will look back on it and say, did America fail itself? Why is it crucial? Well, if we don't aid uh, Ukraine, Putin will be walk all over Ukraine. We will lose the war, and we could be fighting in Eastern Europe and a NATO ally in a few years. Americans won't like that. 
Yeah, so they're afraid, and I get it, that, uh, you know, if Russia wins in Ukraine, then yeah. they'll expand into other NATO countries, and then we're going to have third World War Three on our hands. I get that, but this is not going to fix that. First of all, $60 billion goes to Ukraine, $14 billion goes to Israel, who is not even asking for money. <laughs> $4.83 in aid for the Indo-Pacific region? What? Oh, that's what? Taiwan. For what? This well, has we got to keep do- China out of there. But they call this this thing's called the border bill, border security yeah, bill. It's what not other for people's border? borders. <laughs> yeah, ten million to assist for Ukraine, Israel, and Gaza, among other places. Assistance? That's aside from the military equipment. Two point three billion in refugee assistance inside the U.S. Duh. Twenty point two billion for improvements to U.S. border security. I get that. Two point seven two billion for domestic uranium enrichment. So, can you go ahead real quick and pull out your calculator and add up all the stuff that's for us, and yeah. then add up what's for not not for us? We're like in the twos, and they're in like the six hundred. Yeah, we got we got about twenty two billion for the border. That's it, and that's 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 us. a third of what we're giving to Ukraine alone. Right mm-hmm. now, so again, who's keeping track of that? We just sending them pallets of cash. Is it just in missiles? No, we sent, him, we sent them an equipment to make things even worse. We delay everything we send them, so it makes the... You see, it, I, that's why I think this whole thing is a scam. We have all this money we're sending them. They should have what they need right now, but somehow we delay all the necessary equipment that Zelensky needs for some reason. Why are we doing that? Because I, my guess is that we, we don't want this thing to... We don't want to have a winner. We want this thing to crank on for the next 20 years like well, Afghanistan, and uh, everybody makes money. Yeah, I was going to say, because when you look at it, it's like, what's your goal? What are, you, what are you getting out of this? Or at least what are you telling us that we're getting out of it? Yeah. All right, so now, Joe Scarbo- Scarborough on MSNBC had an interesting take on Republicans and them not wanting to pass this bill, because I agree with not passing. A lot of people agree with not passing this bill, Democrats as well as Republicans. But Joe Scarborough is a special person. He's got a very unhappy wife. I mean, look at him. They're on Morning Joe on mm-hmm. MSNBC. And um, this is a a five-day-a-week therapy session for Trump derangement syndrome patients. So if you're a Trump derangement syndrome patient, just lay down on the couch. Now, this is a freebie. The chaos will continue. Mike Johnson to America, go to hell. Mike Johnson to America, drop dead. Mike Johnson to Israel, drop dead. Mike Johnson to Ukraine, drop dead. That is a morning network owned by NBC News. <laughs> well, I mean, here's the, I hate to sound callous. Why is it our responsibility to make sure other countries are good? No, this is I not, mean, none of these people help not, us. This is about the bill, and he's saying that Mike Johnson, who said it's dead on is arrival. basically like flipping the finger to them. Yeah, he's just telling them to drop dead because uh, we're not securing the border, and he's not happy with it. So it says it's another year, uh, you know, uh, of this. Another year of fentanyl streaming across the border. Another year of illegal immigrants streaming across the border. All because Donald Trump told Mike Johnson, the same Donald Trump who said he wanted a depression, he wanted Americans' uh, retirements destroyed, he wanted their economy destroyed so he could get reelected. Yeah, okay. Isn't well, it Biden doing all yeah, of that? Yeah, I was going to say, you don't need to have a bill. It's not like the borders have just always been open, and now we need to figure out a law to keep people out. We've always had that. Here's what's funny, um, and I'm going to play this little thing I put together. For the last three or four years, three years, uh, having Democrats and liberal networks said, well, the border's secure. Why yeah. they, you know, they, they say it today when we went after—by the way, they failed on Mallorca's impeachment. But when they went after Mallorca's, Democrats kept saying, well, wait a minute— 
there's no problem. The Secretary of the Home, Department of Homeland Security says it's, it's, it's secure. Remember that? My Republican colleagues claim that the border is open. Is the border open, Mr. Secretary? No, it is not. Do you continue to maintain that the border is secure? Yes, and we are working to enhance its security. The border is secure. Let me be clear. The border is not open. And as you see, as I just laid out, our plan is indeed working. My extreme MAGA Republican colleagues create a fictional argument around what's happening at the border. We're executing a comprehensive strategy to secure our border. The border is not open, and to say so is not only false, but it's really an insult to the brave men and women of the Border Patrol who work every day to keep us safe. So all this time, you're hearing it right there. I didn't make those up. Those aren't character voices. I didn't no. hire somebody. Those are actual Democrats saying the border's secure. What's what's the what are the Republicans saying? What's this all about? It's a secure thing. So if it's secure, so, why do we need a so, bill? But all of a sudden now, Joe Scarborough and other liberals are upset that well they don't want to pass the bill to secure the border because it's not secure. It's a crisis. Donald Trump is now telling Mike Johnson, "I want the border open for another year." But wait, you just said it wasn't open it's secure what's going on here yeah it's dead oh whatever it's like at this point you know they're lying to you (laughs) well no it's just come on man i'm telling you it's comedy by the way this is the same donald trump that his wife joe scarborough's wife was so excited to have dinner with donald trump at mar-a-lago just a few years ago isn't that funny yeah yeah they didn't impeach mayorkas so i want you to remember what i said about a week ago this whole thing is a lose-lose for Republicans. So um, they don't pass the border bill, and Biden, for the next nine months, will be saying exactly what I said he would be saying. Here he is. I'm calling on Congress to pass this bill. Get it to my desk immediately. But if the bill fails, I want to be absolutely clear about something. Here it comes. The American people are going to know why it failed. Wow. I'll be taking this issue to the country. Mm-hmm. And the voters are going to know that it's not just a moment. Just at the moment, we're going to secure the border and fund these other programs. Trump and the MAGA Republicans said no. Because they're afraid of Donald Trump. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> afraid of Donald Trump. Every day between now and November, the American people are going to know that the only reason the border is not secure is Donald Trump and his MAGA Republican friends. I told you that that's what this is all about you don't pass the bill you're an a-hole and it's all your fault meanwhile the board has been open because of them all along it's amazing it's just amazing but stupid people buy this stuff i mean stupid people are saying it. did you hear him yeah donald trump and the mag republicans are they're afraid of donald trump yeah, Trump's afraid of himself, and all I, the people that voted for him are definitely terrified. That's why they're doing what he says. I think less and less people are believing this crap. They have to be. Yeah, I mean, it, it couldn't be more obvious. It's amazing, isn't it, though? Ah, dude, it's stressful is what it is, man. All right, so, um, oh, by the way, while we're on Biden just for a second here, a couple of days ago, this was on Sunday, he was in Nevada, you know, because they had the Nevada primary, which he won by like 90%, because such a great president. Blows my mind. Yeah, well, I mean, it well, ran- I. He's running against nobody, basically. Well, Donald Trump wasn't in that one, right? No, well, Donald Trump, uh, no, but that's... So it's, and it's just Biden and This is and the Biden-Democrat so primary, so we wouldn't oh. be... So anyway, um, while Biden was doing a little speech there, he uh, spoke about when he met with the French president, and the French president is Macron. Oh, yeah, Macron. I love his name. Macron. But uh, Biden doesn't know Macron. Apparently, he's talking about the French president he just spoke to Almost 30 years ago. Right, right, right after I was elected, I went to a, what they call a G7 
I went to a G7 meeting. It's a NATO thing. Okay, here we go. It was in, it was in South and I sat down and I said, America's back. Okay, he sat down and he said, America's back, in case you can't hear it over the noise. And later on, um, German, I mean, from France looked at me. German, France, Belgium, Maine. Mitterrand from Me- France? Mitterrand, Mitterrand, who died in 1996. Stop it! <laughs> French President Mitterrand, he just, Francois Mitterrand, he apparently just talked to him. What did he say? And he, you just heard him. He says he told Mitterrand, America's back. And Mitterrand, he blew the joke. Mitterrand said. And said, said mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Why, why, how long you back? <laughs> how long you back? How long you back he, for? He totally destroyed the joke. He couldn't remember the punchline. Oh, so. God. Yeah, so the dead president apparently sat down with Biden uh, this past week and talked to him. So uh, that's where you play, I see dead people. Oh, oh, Yeah, yeah. Oh, Remember we had that discussion like a half hour ago? Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. I see dead people. Thank you. Timing's great. Um, I see dead people. All right. So then uh, Peter Dushi of Fox News sat down with Pepe Le Pew, the White House spokes box checker. Let me guess. She didn't answer the question. Oh, dude. This is the best one so far. I think her, you could see her neck cracking and sort of like blood vessels coming out of oh, her no. forehead. Yeah. We're worried about his physical and mental health, that he is okay. Even though in Las Vegas he told a story about recently talking to a French president who died in 1996. <laughs> I'm not even going to go down that rabbit hole with you, what? sir. What is We're going to go. Hole? Go ahead. He said go he ahead. talked to Mitterrand. Go ahead. In- you saw the president in Vegas, in California. You've seen the president in South Carolina. You saw him in Mich- Michigan. I'll just leave it there. Go ahead. That's not even an answer. No, she's such an... She's so She's dumb. like, yeah, so you saw him. You saw him here. She sounds like Kamala. She's just so because you did or didn't see him doesn't mean he does or doesn't exist when you saw him or didn't see him. It's not, not the seeing that I'm well, questioning, Carol, Kareen. That would have been a better answer than the one that she gave. <sighs> can, can you believe that? How does she keep her job? Oh, and, I'm sorry. That's I right. Mean, uh, honestly, I can't put the blame on her. They don't really make it easy. You know, like, how do you defend that? How would you defend it? Honestly, even if you were a good press secretary, you could have been the best press secretary. How would you defend that? Oh, uh, how could you be like, well, he, um, he didn't take his vitamins? I, like, what do you say? But I'm glad that- Sorry, he's brain dead. He's drooling on himself. We just, we're doing the best we can. I'm glad Ducey stuck to his guns, though, because he was like, what rabbit hole? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, he's talking about a dead person. Okay. I honestly watch this story and I feel- so bad for these people. I grew up in Queens, New York. So it's a, it's the similar kind of neighborhood. It's in uh, Boston. It's called the Roxbury. And, uh, you know, it's suburban, but it's you know urban suburban, if you know what that means. You know, brick buildings, eight stories. You know, you live there, you got roaches. Cockroaches. This is like I grew up. So uh, I know these communities are real tight. And the thing is, is you got only one place to go. Either you play in the middle of the street or you go to the rec center. There was always a rec center. Right. Yeah, you go in there. They have some ping pong tables, some big burly. Keeps you off the streets. Yeah, keeps you off the streets. It's a lifesaver to a lot of people. But in Boston, the governor of Massachusetts is taking away the rec centers from the residents to put in illegal aliens temporarily. But they're going in those rec centers and they're closing them up. Trey Lawrence was in Roxbury. Keisha, you know, you were just on the street. Yes. And I saw your outrage. Yes. Why are you outraged? Because this place was, like you said, it's free. It was a place for our children. Our children, I I have four children, and it's sad. You know, I have four boys, you know? And 
we really don't have nothing in the community that's free for us. Don't get me wrong, it's great that they want to help the immigrants, but what about the Americans that are already here? What about the people that are already here that don't have homes, that don't have jobs, that are sleeping on the street already? These people came from the airport here, probably on boats, probably on buses, and probably all for free. Now they're getting stipends, they're getting what else? I need money for me and my kids, and I was born here. Like, you know, I know life is a struggle in itself, but this is not the answer to help them. Now it's going to destroy our community more and mess our children up more. And where are these kids going to go now? What's going to be the consequence of this being changed and just to migrants? Where are those kids going to go right now? Probably to the streets. To the streets, where most of them are already at. You know, you know, like when we look for help, it seems like the state and the governor and them people, they push us away. They want to turn our children to animals. They want our children to be bad and F up. We want better for our community, but this right here is going to be a show and it's going to be crazy. Let me talk to black folk right now because I really want you to understand something. And for those of you who don't understand, you need to start getting with people that are changing their minds. Ice Cube, 50 Cent. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can go on and on. It's, it's Black History Month. This is a perfect timing to realize this. Democrats always say how much they care about the black community. It's constant. You are a pawn. They're using you. You don't contribute to their campaigns wholesale. You just don't. You're not that important. You're just a piece on a board that they're using to make themselves look great because they don't care about the black community. The moment they need a space for their little project, which is bringing in illegals here to create a voting base that will keep them in power forever, they take it away from you, the black community. That's what Democrats do. Challenge me, email me, complain, call me a racist. I don't care. Rick, but, there's people in the uh, parking lot with torches and pitchforks. Oh, well, just tell them to meet me downstairs. Uh, I mean, it's Black History Month, and one thing that always I always hear in my mind is the Morgan Freeman, Mike Wallace interview. I hear that every year during this month, and I think, why can't this sink in? We're all people. Skin color doesn't matter. It, it, it should it was, stop talking about it. Black History Month, you find ridiculous. Why? You're going to relegate my history to a month? Oh, come well, on. What do you do with yours? What, which month is white history month? No, well, no, no, come on. Tell me. Well, the, I'm Jewish. Okay. Which I'm, month is Jewish history month? Uh, there isn't one. Oh. Oh. Why not? Yeah. You want one? No, no. No, I, 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 I don't either. I don't want a black history month. Black history is American history. How are we going to get rid of racism? Stop talking about it. I'm going to stop calling you a white man. And I'm going to ask you to stop calling me a black man. I know you as Mike Wallace. You know me as Morgan Freeman. You That's great, Amen. right? Isn't that great? Now we got to play the other side of the coin. You want to explain who this is? This is a, a girl on TikTok that is explaining to white people, she's a black girl, um, how you should treat Black History Month. Yeah, here we go. It's Deadass Black History Month. Do you know what that means? All the whitey whitey people, you're done for this month. I have my eyes on you. If we walking on the sidewalk and you walk past me, you're racist. If I catch y'all buying cotton at Target, I'm giving y'all the meanest side eye ever. Don't let me catch you eating none of the West Indian foods, bro. 
all the white people to the back of the bus. Don't even scream back door. Walk. Miss your stop and walk. I don't even want to see you in my provision. I don't want to see you at all. I don't even want to hear you. This is our month. If we on a train car and it's packed and you stand down and a bunch of black people come in, get up. Get up. That's the least you can do. Get up. If there's a line, we're skipping. We get to skip. It's our month. We get to skip. I just feel like every black person should get paid more this month, but that's just me. <laughs> she's not serious. Oh, yeah. She, oh, she's dead serious. No. Oh, and yeah. then she went on to say, it went on for a while. She went on to say, if you have a white mom and a black dad, you don't count. But if you have a black mom and a white dad, then you can celebrate Black History Month. And she knows people are like a 50-50 mix of their parents. It's not like a 60-40 thing. So what she's saying is that Obama was white? Is his mom <gasps> white? His mom's white, his dad's black, I believe. Unless I'm incorrect, I think that was the case. And I didn't know the rule. Yeah, but that's a new rule. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. Our school's teaching racism to children. And no, I don't know that she went, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And finally, the world's most dangerous cities revealed by one country in free. Okay. One country features 10 of them. Or features six in the top 10. South America? <clears throat> I, Mexi- be. Mexico. Celaya in Mexico topped the list with a shocking homicide race of 109 people per 100,000 residents killed. Okay. Six cities with the highest murder rates uh, in all of Mexico Tijuana, Ciudad Juarez, Ciudad Obregón. I don't know what that is. Uh, I can't pronounce this one. And Ensenada. Are they all in Mexico? All six of the top 10 are in Mexico. Okay. Outside of Mexico, (laughs) St. Louis has the crown again. The murder yeah. capital of the United States. Detroit uh, in there? Memphis in there? No, Memphis is not in there. Fiera del Santana in Brazil is another one. Cape Town, South Africa also made it in the top 10. And that's the, there's only one left. I don't see it here. But yeah, <clears throat> six out of the top 10. Mexico, one in the United States, St. Louis, and the other two. And there, we're missing one. In, well, didn't um, El Salvador used to be, but ever since that guy's been there, it's like... So they have a new dictator in El Salvador. The guy just... What he t- did he just win the election? He, which he got reelected. He's, Na- a, he's a dictator. Naib, uh, B- I, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I'm sorry, Bukili. I think this is his. I think I don't, I don't know. know. But he's a dictator. But he's not the kind of dictator you would think of. He's not the, uh, you know, uh, Napoleon uh-huh. and Hitler. Uh, he uh, he actually said we're gonna. They had the worst. Remember, we were comparing El Salvador to St. Louis. Yep. El Salvador used to be the murder capital of the world. Then St. Louis took over, and now you see it spread around Mexico. Yep. He came in and said, I am a dictator, basically, in so many words, and said, I'm cleaning up crime. 83% reduction in crime. What did he do? He cracked down on all the gangs. All the gangs, off the streets, just arrested them, just like we do with Jan 6th. Didn't have to have any evidence. They just have a, the highest incarceration rate in the world right now and some of the lowest crime because of it. Yes. El Salvador has become one of the safest cities in the world in under six months. In under six months. Isn't that crazy? I'm not promoting a dictator, but I'm telling you right now, we some in some instances, we have to use dictatorial uh, mechanisms to get these people out. I mean, the cops have just got beat up in New York. Yeah, and they let them out. Just let them out in two hours. They didn't even pay bail. It's not like they had to pay bail and then they got out. Yeah. They were just let go. Yep. So all of you that, like, do have to go to jail and pay bail for something stupid, like, less than beating up a cop? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, there's a couple other places you got to watch out for if you're going on a cruise, especially Bahamas and Jamaica. 
They've been slammed as the high-risk travel destinations for all cruises and tourism. Ready for this? So what? they're at a level three now. Afghanistan is a level four. Oh, crap. If that tells you where they're at. but What level is El Salvador? Or uh, was it? I'm not sure. Maybe. If, I don't know if four is the... I didn't know we had more. levels. Yeah, you have like levels of crime uh, and, and murder rates with Bahama. And then, and you got to understand, Bahamas and Jamaica, they rely on tourism. That's how that's how those countries stay afloat. Oh, yeah, that's it. Well, and so they're kind of upset about this. They're like, no, 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 please still come. It's fine. We're taking all the security measures. And Yeah, they're saying it's relatively safe for the 9 million people to pass through both those islands every uh, year. But the Relatively. Thing is, yeah, they're saying murders have uh, increased substantially that we had to put out these warnings. So Bahamas and Jamaica, stay away from them. Greetings. Looking for a fun vacation that's totally safe? Then come to Jamaica or the Bahamas. Yes, both places are totally safe. Come check out all of our nightlife. As long as you don't go out at night or during the afternoon. And check out all of our amazing Restaurants. As long as you only go to the restaurants that are on our properties. Just listen to this happy, totally safe Jamaica or the Bahamas tourist. Um, yeah, I went to the Bahamas on vacation last summer and I spent the whole time in the room because the last time I went to the Bahamas I was robbed at gunpoint and they took all of my... Don't listen to that guy! He's lying! Jamaica and the Bahamas are totally safe! Paid for by the Jamaica and Bahamas Departments of Tourism. And hey, what is that guy doing outside next to my car? The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Sunny FM. Having fun with the world gone crazy. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. And it's brought to you by All Electric Services. So make no mistake, Commissioner of the NFL, Roger Goodell, loving all of the attention that Taylor Swift is getting the league. She's a remarkable performer. She knows great entertainment. I had the opportunity to go to two of her concerts with our girls and my wife. Wow. Um, 
she she's the best of the best and and so having her come to NFL games have her a part of that is nothing but a positive I mean this guy is such a total See, it's stunning. I love that he's like, I had the opportunity to take my wife and daughters to two of her... Con- you had the opportunity? No, you mean you had the millions of dollars. That's what you had. They asked him in the middle of the interview uh, about the whole NFL being scripted for the win because the theory is that... Uh, and Megan Kelly will get into it in a little bit, but the theory is that the Kansas City Chiefs uh, Smoke, you were talking about this yesterday, are going to win so that Taylor and Travis Kelsey can endorse Joe Biden. But here he is on the NFL being scripted. I don't think I'm that good a scripter um, or anybody on our staff. I, I, I think it's, you know, I listen, there is no way that I could have scripted that one. Let's just put it that way. I mean, this guy is such a total See, <laughs> It's stunning. That's Rick putting that in there, not me. Um, here's Megan Kelly on the situation. NFL, the Pentagon, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, oh, yeah. Taylor Swift, Taylor, oh, and the Democrats oh, yeah. are conspiring mm. <laughs> to create a fake relationship between these two such that she can then spike the ball after he wins the Super Bowl and say, yeah. vote for Joe Biden. That is what yeah. I, we're hearing I, from the more conspiratorial corners of the intranet. Right. I think there's a lot of people who think Glenn Beck believes a lot of crazy things. No, <laughs> no, not, not that one. Not, <laughs> not that one. Not that one. That's crazy. Same. Just crazy. I don't know why people are so afraid of her. She does have power. She does have influence. She told people to go vote, and something like 35,000 of them did. Registering to vote is not the same as actually voting. And I've been through enough of these elections where we've had George Clooney out there. They don't listen. They don't tend to actually do it. Like, they're acting, people are acting like Taylor Swift actually holds the key to the presidency. Like, whoever, she's going to vote Biden. Hello? She's going to endorse Biden. Probably Travis Kelsey will, too. He's big on Bud Light. He's big on COVID vaccines and Pfizer. Why are people living in fear of this? Yes, they're being propped up by a media that loves the number of hits she gets. I mean, I see Taylor Swift. My kids just said this, Britt. They were like, oh, thank God, one day in which she's not on the cover of the New York Post. That's not a left-wing publication. The reason she's on the cover of the New York Post so often is because... People are interested in her. Megan Kelly, 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 Megan Kelly. I forgot to tell you this. Taylor Swift has a connection right here in Central Florida. By the way, she's threatening to sue a college student from UCF who's been tracking her private jet. Remember when that dude did it for Elon Musk? So the student has been running a social media account that tracks the activity of private jets and helicopters owned by celebrities and other rich people. Um, so. She, what this student was trying to do was say that Taylor's the biggest celebrity um, carbon dioxide polluter. So Taylor's team considers this tracking to be stalking and harassing behavior. They went as far as, as to call it life or death, uh, life or death matter for Taylor herself. So the student says he's not doing anything wrong because the information he gathers is public information, including yeah. her tour schedule, saying the information's already out there. Her team thinks that they can control the world. <laughs> and so she is actually threatening to sue this student at UCF. Did you hear the stats on her, on her flights? Uh, one of her flights, and she does like what two hundred a year. One of her flights is the same as twenty homes powering themselves for one year. And I don't know that I'm not going to go out there and say that I think Taylor's a big climate. I don't know that she's one of these activists, oh, yes, climate change is. activists. She's not an activist, but she'll, she'll. I've never heard her or seen her speak on it. I'm well, just going to say that. So she's pretty much vacuous when it comes to politics and stuff like that. But she doesn't. This is a stopper. She tried about two years ago, and that didn't work out well. So speaking of Taylor Swift, do you know who was responsible for signing Taylor Swift to her very first record deal? 
Um, 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 uh, baby face. Toby Keith. Really? Toby Keith. Whether I'd have been an artist or not, it wouldn't have mattered. All I wanted to be was a songwriter. Country star Toby Keith is gone at 62. A singer, songwriter, actor, and record producer known for his deep voice. He released his first of four studio albums in 1993, every album achieving gold record status. I should have been a cowboy. How do you like me now? blessed. I've lived 10 lifetimes. I'm a man of faith and I, uh, the Almighty's riding shotgun, so we're just we're just going to get our jam back on. We remember country legend, icon, and star Toby Keith. Um, so I don't know if you remember this, and I just remember, you know, we got the story, he died um, two days ago, and like they said, 62 years old from stomach cancer, and then I remembered, and I saw the video and I thought, oh, that's right, Toby Keith performed at President Trump's inauguration when no other country star would take the gig out of fear of getting some backlash. Here's just a little clip from the inauguration. Trying to be a father Leaves a daughter and a son Be a lover to their mother Everything to everyone Up and out of Bradner Small business in my suit I'm dressed up for success My head down to my boots yeah, so that's just a little clip of. Do you remember seeing it? Uh, n- yeah, it no, the I, American, the, the, I definitely saw that. Yep. Um, quick note on Toby Keith: he uh, is always on the USO tour, you know, playing for our troops. Yeah. And he was doing that, and I believe this I, was. I have it. You have this. I have all this. Isn't right that an incredible story? You're going to yeah. tell it. Yeah. So this one was in 2010 in Iraq. Is that the one you're talking yep. about? Yeah. So. Um, it was one of his many, like Rick said, USO tours. Uh, indirect fire started coming into the base while he was doing his set. Uh, everyone got down to take cover from the rockets, but they did not deter Toby. As soon as everything was safe, he got back on stage and said, hey, Al-Katie, you missed. <laughs> Some other cool things about Toby Keith. Uh, at a concert in Kentucky in 2009, a drunk fan flipped Toby the bird and threw his beer at him, so Toby jumps off the stage, fought his way through the crowd, berated the fan, and then got him thrown out. So a lot of people were just like, you hear now artists just staying on stage and not doing anything yeah, about it. Toby yeah. was like, not today. I'd have everybody in the crowd move away from him, have somebody on the backstage hand me a beer and then just whip one at him. Yeah. And then in 2022, this wasn't too long ago. This was actually the year he was diagnosed with his stomach cancer. At his first show back after his diagnosis, uh, it was called Courtesy, his song Courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue. Um, he fired the crowd up by saying, never apologize for being patriotic. F him. Wow. So that was pretty cool. Um, and, you know, earlier we were talking about football. I got a lot of Super Bowl stuff that I'm going to do soon here. But um, the tickets, we were talking about them the other day. The cheapest ticket was oh, like around five grand, and they're way high up. The most expensive ticket down on the 20-yard line. I'm, I'm not counting the suites because I'm sure the whole suite, I think it's millions to rent the whole suite mm-hmm. out, um, is $35,000. But some people were saying the ticket price is actually fairly cheap. It's all the fees. Oh. Super Bowl 58 is this Sunday, and seats are still available. Tickets start at just $50, excluding surcharges. Taylor Swift close-up camera angle fee. Jason Kelsey shirtless man boob fee. Andy Reid all-you-can-eat Vegas buffet cost recuperation fee. Brock Purdy makes way less than any other quarterback fee. San Francisco sidewalk poop cleanup fee. Tony Romo annoyance fee. Usher backup dancer fee. Uninformative cliche-ridden head coach heading into halftime interview fee. I'm going to Disney World post-game commercial recording fee. The Madden video game simulation fee. And the wardrobe malfunction insurance premium fee. And that brings the price up to only $8,500. 
$100 per ticket, excluding the surcharge surcharge fee and the surcharge surcharge fee surcharge, as well as all Ticketmaster service fees, which brings the price up to an affordable 12 grand. Get your tickets now. Airfare and lodging not included. I know, it's crazy, right? Crazy talk. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack with... Man, you're really stupid in the morning, aren't you? Stupid news. All right, uh, what do we do with this? X-Files music, or what do you think? Some kind of, you got some eerie time traveler music there, smoking your batch of goodies? It's close enough. And it is weird. Sort of. I mean, you want me to get Huey Lewis with some Back to the Future stuff? No, no, this is fine. (laughs) All right, little echo. Humans' days are numbered, according to a man who claims to be a time traveler. Mm-hmm. The guy known as Javier has shared videos on his trips to 2027 on TikTok, featuring abandoned roads, stores, landmarks, including Italy's Leaning Tower Pisa and Britain's House of Parliament. That's right, we all dead. Other videos show the supposed time traveler claiming to have stolen the Mona Lisa from the Louvre in France. Javier even claimed to have broken into soccer star Lionel Messi's house where he held a World Cup trophy in his hands. What? Yeah, that's the thing. It's like all the video that he's like showing you is him in places that you would not be able to go alone in broad daylight. He's at the leading tower of peace and no one's around. Yeah, but I mean, come on. You can't get that stuff in the daylight. Him in the mm. Vatican Library? Well, AI, brah. You have AI to remove all that stuff? And not only that, there's no footage of the Vatican Library. I mean, you got a few photos out there, but how could you fake all of that? to his advantage, nobody's seen the Vatican Library, so you can go to any library and make it say it's the Vatican Library. I wouldn't know the difference, would you? (laughs) No. Put a cross up or two. Have the guy with the beanie walk by a couple times. I mean, he's walking. He's showing the fountain in the center. Like, the Pope has to invite you to see that stuff. I mean, you've seen it in photos. You know, and on the news, but you never see, like, people don't get to just walk back there. No? No. Behind stage? How are you playing with the Mona Lisa at the Louvre? That's all AI? Yeah, probably. Look what they can do now. I don't know. Well, anyway, let's say it's real. We only have uh, four years left. Oh, good. 2027, zip. Zip it up, pack it in. I mean, let me begin. When are you getting that Porsche? You going to start now (laughs) or are you going to wait till the 2026? Wait till the mushroom cloud appears or whatever is going to happen. If he's right, how much are we going to kick ourselves and we're like... Oh man, see we did this story (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so a man in Colorado went cannibal After allegedly uh, having a little fisticuff with a police officer Can you get rid of the X-Files? Yeah, but fisticuffs can be weird (laughs) Anyway, Saturday cops responded to a call in an alleyway behind a restaurant in Denver Just about 1pm where a guy identified as Tyrone Brooks, 48 Was yelling and shoving a terrified woman according to the arrest affidavit Brooks refused to stop He didn't move away from the woman. The officers kept speaking to him, saying, would you please move away from the woman? And he would scream at her more and then put his hand over her mouth. Uh Uh-oh. Eventually, the cops tried to talk to him. That didn't work, so they wrestled him down to the ground. She's fine. He resisted, and uh, he he thought he had a weapon on no weapon, but he did bite the officer's ring finger off. Oh, he bit his finger off? And then spit it out. I mean, they say it's like a baby carrot. (laughs) Oh, that's what I've heard. It's the same amount of force it takes to break what a baby you carrot. You can break that a finger. From? Do you, are you friends with the... No, it's just weird internet trivia you find. Are you the black internet? What's that called? The dark internet? The dark net? What no, you can't do that. You ever been on the dark net? Dark web. Dark web? No, thanks. He's going on right now. I got to double check. All right. Oh, yeah, no, that's not a myth. Really? Uh... Oh, it's quite hard to bite through a finger with the same strength of anything. Okay, maybe it is a myth. Tesla, but it's not as hard as you think, apparently. All right, Tesla owners have been... Why don't you just call uh, Theodore there? Theodore. 
Tesla owners have been uh, reminded by the corporation that makes the cars through an email and, of course, text, because you all sign up to register your car when you buy it, not to wear Apple's virtual reality headset when you're driving the car. <laughs> Why is that? A, that's a, that needs to go along with the warning of don't put the baby in the dryer and don't take a bath with the toaster. What? Why do you need to tell people that? Yeah, that feels like it's... On the direction of U.S. Secretary of Transportation, who I heard once had a train set. Pete Buttigieg posted on X, formerly Twitter. It's boot edge edge, like the edge of a building. To say that all current vehicles require the driver to be engaged at all times. You think? We pay this guy who took a (laughs) four-month maternity leave. I think it was six, actually. Didn't show up to East Palestine until about, I don't know, six weeks, three months, five months down the road with his really beautifully gorgeous shine shoes in the middle of a toxic waste disaster. Um, what an idiot. I can't. I but can't. then again, he's probably right. That's the scary part. An idiot talking about other idiots who are driving their Teslas because some of them have been spotted doing this since the, the headsets went on sale Monday. Well, they relate to him. He's the lead idiot. They already spotted people in their Teslas with the VR headsets Shut on it. Up! The $3,500 uh-huh. headsets that Apple just put out. Using them while driving. You don't tell, don't tell me you're surprised by that. Show. Are we the movie Idiocracy? Because I feel like we yes, are. Yes, we are. are Look we, at are Crocs. We this far Those away? were the shoes. Now everybody's wearing them. Like, we're going to be sitting here. in recliners that are also toilets, so we can just sit there and poop our pants. Did you see those videos of? Um, oh gosh, what was it? I forget what city it was, but it's basically it looks like a third world slum, and in the background, just you have a giant Amazon warehouse. It just looks like that scene out of Idiocracy where it's just like garbage garbage in third world country and then a Costco that's like the size of a country. It's crazy. That's where we live now. Apple joined Boot Edge Edge, and they put out on their user's guide that you should not wear the headset while driving. Or in the bathtub, from what I've read. (laughs) Uh, Apparently, you also shouldn't, like, dive near wood chippers, things like that. You know, don't, uh... Use the stairs instead of just leaping down. Don't hold your golf club up in the middle of the air in the middle of a thunderstorm. Yeah, things like that. Finally, a resourceful Canadian woman named Kai put the rig in Jerry Rig after MacGyvering a cozy cottage on a working truck she purchased for $4,000. So ugly. Six million views on TikTok. I don't get this because I said, so, let me see. So I she s- took a Ford pickup, yeah. basically, and she made it where people live in their cars, but she built this addition on top of it where it's got like these, it looks like a clubhouse on top of a, a Ford truck. Um, it looks kind of cozy inside. I mean, it's kind of like a log cabin-y That's on the cool. inside. She's got everything she needs, like, from the inside. The outside looks like a um, like a treehouse built on top of her truck. I mean, I Why would you do that? Be Why, because I mean, rent, she said rent was no, too high. I get that. That's what she's doing it for. But, I mean, for four grand, if you really want to buy some junk to build a little house on, why not buy something made for that, like a d- dilapidated mobile home where you could just, you know, fix I know the, people that went and just bought old tour buses and they, they fixed that up. Yeah. You get a dilapidated mobile home. Maybe she wanted a cabin. But a pickup truck? That doesn't make any sense. And you can fully customize it. <sighs> Whatever. What if she ever has to sell? You need a vehicle that's tough, rugged, and also a house. That's why there's the... The new Ford House 50, the only pickup that has a home strapped to the roof. So it's like a mobile home. Nope, it's a home and it's mobile. And you'll turn all sorts of heads as you drive down the street with your family living in the house attached to the truck. I guarantee you that. So yeah, it's a mobile home then. You're talking crazy talk and you don't make no sense. It's a truck with a home on it. Just listen to the satisfied Ford House 50 pickup driver. Uh, it's a mobile home. Maybe you're a mobile home. You ever think of that? Huh? The new Ford House 50 50 pickup. Test drive one and test live in one today. Wait a minute.
to convict Donald Trump of something, anything at all, because they know through polling, according to the polling, that if Donald Trump gets convicted of one of the indictments, he will lose about 3 to 10% of his current support from Republicans and independents. We don't know if that's true, but that's what the polling indicates. And according to Glenn Greenwald, they're freaking out over that because it's not looking good to get a conviction before the November election. Now, Rick, I have a question. Yo. Um, how... How do they get all the data for these polls? Are they just asking that many people? They, uh, yeah, what do you mean? They polling. They do 1,000, 2,000 people to telephone. Uh, why? I mean, there's a lot of... Oh, okay. It just seems like they come out with new ones constantly, constantly, they do. constantly, constantly. And I'm like, who's... I don't get calls for these. Am I getting one in the mail? Like, no one's well, asking I mean, me nothing. Well, dude, there's 335 million people. Do you have your... I mean, it all depends, too, on the, uh, you know... Sample size of the poll and all that? Well, no. The filters of, of available phone calls. I mean, it depends. If you register for something political, they might have your phone number. If they, you didn't, they might not have your phone number. So the, the, I've just been getting the ads. Do you want to help donate money to politicians that may or may not care about the things that you may or may not care about. And, like, as, <laughs> and as soon as you put your email in there or your phone number, they got it. And then they sell that to a polling inst- you know, company and then the polling company uses it to call you. Which is fine. I mean, I don't mind doing a poll every once in a while. So anyway, Biden turned down the annual Super Bowl presidential interview, which is really weird. Last year, he turned it down because Brett Baer of Fox News. You know, what, what, yeah, what, a, bunch of, what a bunch Baer of cowards. Trump, I'm, again, I'm, yes, I am. What the hell? Isn't Gail King doing it this year, too? I don't She's know. doing a Super Bowl? No, no, no. Nora uh, O'Donnell's doing it. But oh. the thing is, is that... Um, what was I going to say now? Oh, okay. Trump will face anybody. CNN, MSNBC. He'll go to the enemy's you know, uh, base and stand there and take questions. Right. Joe Biden and all these Democrats, what a bunch of cowards. What's the problem with sitting with Brett Baer of Fox News? I understand why he canceled last year, but I mean, really? What does that say about you? Well, I mean, canceled last year, I could see that. This year? Well, this year has no reason to cancel other than he's incoherent. Well, because it's not his own people asking him the softball well, no, questions. Like well, how- no. It, 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 this is CBS, and they're not going to ask him anything hard. Yeah, the question would be, uh, hey, how's Ukraine going? It's going fine, Who's fine. your favorite team? Who do you want to win? And what ice cream are you going to yeah, have? Yeah, they're not going to ask him anything political. They would no. ask him. Saying, so why would he turn that down? But Glenn Greenwald, the investigative reporter, says that this is a real problem here, that we have uh, an election going on. They won't put Trump on live or even record it. And then the other president, the president's that's president now, they won't speak to because he's going to be hiding out in some basement. His people would not let him go live anywhere. It's kind of amazing that the parts of the corporate media that are desperate for Biden to win, which is pretty much every part of the corporate media other than the network that we're currently speaking on, is all but explicit that their real strategy is to ensure that Donald Trump is convicted before the election. That's why they're freaking out, because they know that's really one of their only chances. And if you look at polling data, including their own, the new poll that came out from NBC, what they're finding is that even voting groups that have long been loyal to the Democratic Party, like young voters and Latinos, Trump is now tied with Biden 
and is consolidating his lead with the Republican voters. Imagine what it says about the corporate media that they spent seven years telling people Trump is a white nationalist, a fascist, a criminal, an insurrectionist, a dictator, and the American people are just tuning them out and Trump's lead is increasing. It says so much about how the legitimacy of these media outlets has collapsed. No, he's absolutely 100% correct. Nobody believes anything anymore, which is disconcerting because you want to trust something where you can get new news, and you can't. You can't even go to Google, right, Joe? Oh, no, I tried to Google stuff earlier. I'm like, well, I can't find anything. You can't find anything. He keeps saying there's not enough responses for the subject. You, you know, It's crazy, but that's what they're counting on. And they can't put Biden out there to speak for himself at all. I mean, obviously, the Democrats know that among their many problems, probably the most significant is the fact that Joe Biden cannot function cognitively. And anyone who looks at him get lost. Anybody who looks at him loses train of thought in the middle of a speech knows that. They tried to keep him away from the media even in 2020. I think that's why he won, because he got to hide out in his basement due to COVID. This time, with the American people already so suspect of his cognitive abilities, let alone his policy failures, I think they desperately need to keep him away from the media. But how can you do that in an election when the public already has big questions about whether he's even competent to do the job? I mean, he spoke to a dead person that died 30 years ago uh, just a couple of days ago in Nevada. That I was mean, crazy. It's like you as the American people are producing a movie and your main actor, your star of the movie, you're not going to audition at all. Nope. You're not even going to have him read a line. Not mm, one. Nope. Or even have him compete with another. Like, no debate. How could you ever decide who's president when the two can't even talk to each other? No, they don't want to put Trump on live. And they don't want to put Biden on because he'll destroy himself. Newt Gingrich has the uh, he has the prediction that I have. Uh, he's the former Speaker of the House under Reagan. But here. I think the biggest argument in favor of his survival is your question. Um, you know, Kamala Harris could make the argument that she should be the replacement. And in the left wing of the Democratic Party, that would be fine. The rest of the country would recoil in horror, mm. and she would lose in a landslide. You know, you could have the governor of California, who you've had on with a debate with Ron DeSantis. You could have the governor of Michigan or Pennsylvania. Uh, you could have—I I think it's very hard to imagine Michelle Obama, but I have some close friends who are very smart who are absolutely convinced— that she's going to be the replacement because she trumps Kamala Harris in being a black woman on a national ticket. Now, in Nevada, uh, the write-ins, Michelle Obama came in third or fourth with 8%. So it wasn't well, that uh, high. But it was you, a write-in candidate. Yeah, exactly. You have nobody else to run against. Like, that's the thing with, you told me the stat for Nevada this morning. Like, Biden, 97%. I was like, how the... I'm like, wait a second. There's no one going against well, him. There was a green candidate. There was a what's her face. And then there was Michelle. It was a write in. And there was another guy. But yeah, nobody came close. So uh, why is this so important to them right now? The Middle East is a mess and it's getting worse. Ukraine is a mess and it's getting worse. And there's no indication at all that Joe Biden has the capacity to help the United States get through this difficult period. Yep. Okay, the $118 billion Senate proposal on the border. Mike Johnson, Speaker of the House, says it's dead on arrival. Dead on arrival. Except we only have a two-person margin in the House. So we got uh, two Republicans blown in the wind there. Corporations calling them up. We like this cheap labor, mf -er. You better vote yes on this immigration bill. But the immigration bill doesn't do anything about immigration, but it gives $160 million billion to Ukraine. I'm telling you right now, I got you elected. I gave you money. You better vote like I tell you. That's yeah, what's going on. All the other people gave me money too, and I don't know who to... 
Who's giving me the most? But look, they get what they want. And let's say that um, they don't pass the bill. Then Biden can go out there every single freaking day, like I said he would, mm -hmm. to say that it's Trump's fault. Because they're afraid of Donald Trump. Yeah, they're afraid of Donald Trump, so they voted no. Every day between now and November, the American people are going to know that the only reason the border is not secure is Donald Trump no. and his MAGA Republican friends. You're going to no. hear that like he promised, and I told you he was going to do this, because if you vote no on the bill, that's what's going to happen. But if you vote yes on the bill, Biden's going to go out there every single day, just like he's saying Republicans, MAGA, blah, blah, blah. He's going to go out there, see what I did? I fixed the border. It's all done over with. We can get over that. Let's go to the next subject, Bidenomics. It's some of the stupidest stuff I've ever heard in my life. If you really think that... People have just always been able to walk across and we need to sign a bill into law to have them not. What do you think's been happening for 200 years <laughs> that, that, that we didn't have a fence? Like people just been strolling in. Like, what do you think a green card is? Anyway, like, I, I just can't believe that people look at that and go, oh, no, he's right. And how could you even come out and say something like that while I'm thinking, wow, nobody's going to believe me. Did they all think that, that you could just walk in before and now this is the requirement? <laughs> All right, and then to make things worse, uh, House Republicans did not, did not impeach Mayorkas. This guy has blood on his hands. And I include my, my son who passed away in that. Mayorkas is the one directly responsible for the disaster we have on the border. And some mamby-pamby, yellow-bellied, spineless, gutless, weak, afraid, candy-ass sissy Republican, two of them decided not to go along with impeaching Mayorkas. Because we set, can't set a precedent. Because then what will Democrats do with this if we start impeaching everybody willy-nilly? Are you kidding me? Why are they so afraid to do everything? Because well, uh, they're just, they're not, it's the uniparty. They're worse, they're just as bad as the Democrats. They're worse than Democrats. Well, why is Biden coming out saying it's Trump's fault when Mayorkas is the guy in charge? Shouldn't he be yelling at him? No, oh, do you know how it is? Deflection, brah. Yeah, but everybody knows <laughs> he's the guy in charge. Like, brah. It's not like Biden's hiding his identity. We know that's the guy in charge of the border. All right, switching gears here to New York City. You know what's going on there. We had those uh, five illegals beat up those cops, th four of them. Uh, three of them got at, let out in two hours. The other one, next morning, just let them out. No bail, no nothing. They made off to California. No bail for assaulting a police officer. Now they've arrested seven other migrants. These include the one that knocked over the woman and dragged her. Oh, yeah, on the motorcycle? On a scooter, yeah. Seven migrants arrested, including several Monday morning, as NYPD did a raid in the Bronx, targeting a crew behind the citywide robbery pattern, which matches the crew that beat up those cops. Here's the scam. Ready? What they do is, is they take your phone, they target women, because women are not paying attention. Uh, they said this, I didn't say this, yeah. but I kind of see that. Women are not paying attention they're when they're walking the down the street. They're always on the phone or have earbuds in, so they target women. And they also know, because they are on the phone and have earbuds in, they have an iPhone. Mm -hmm. So they take, that's all they need. They take the iPhone. They don't even, some of them get the purse and the wallet, but most of them get the iPhone. They go into Apple Pay, and they're buying themselves cars, and pools for their homes in Venezuela and Ecuador. Now, if you want, I'm, I don't mean to make you do this on the fly, but I have Michael Rappaport talking about exactly what you're talking about. Ugh. Actually, him and Cardi B. When Cardi B starts to make sense, I feel like we're in trouble, but she actually makes sense, and this is Michael Rappaport talking about, and he hates Trump, talking about how Trump might be back on the table because of the immigration. Trump is on the table. The other day in New York City, six illegal aliens jumped a New York City cop, NYPD's finest, 
They jumped a New York City cop in Times Square and were arrested and released without bail. I know it's a city thing. I know it's a state thing. I know all that. I know all that. I know all that. Okay? Stay with me. Released without bail. Came out of the courtroom on some Tupac middle finger with the Detroit Red Wings jersey. Let me tell you something. What the f*** is the world coming to? If you could be from another country, beat up a cop in New York City and walk out with no f bail, what the f*** is the world coming to? What the f*** is the world coming to? I know Mayor Adams, you're from Brownsville, Brooklyn. I know this What the f*** have I gotten myself into? Stay with me. Trump is on the table. Yep. I know. And then, you don't have to play Cardi, but she goes off about the state of New York City as oh, well. Oh, come on. Okay, just play, play, it. play it. You can play it. All right, here we go. State of New York City from Senator Cardi B. <laughs> oh, I need you to spread this video, and if something happens to me, it's because I'm speaking truth. And here's the truth, right? In New York, there is a $120 million budget cut. There's going to be a $120 million budget cut with schools, with the libraries, and the cops and the police department, and a $5 million budget cut in sanitation, of a budget cut in sanitation. We're gonna be drowning with rats. We're going to be drowning in rats. And yeah, we talking about we, we could fund two wars. That's like a trying to front like, yeah, I got the money to support two, but you really don't. No, we cannot fund these wars. We can't. Like y'all doing budget cuts on, on, on the biggest city in the United States. Celebrity drama, of course, we 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 love it. We inf- we infuse with it. We watch it. But it's like, yo, that's little of what's really going on in the world right now. That's nothing compared to what's going on in the world right now. She's infused with it. Infused. I mean, she's right. Leave her alone. She's on a roll. Well, that's what I said. I was like, when Cardi B starts making sense, it's like, where is the world when you're like, oh, she's right. And she <laughs> makes sense with the wrong words. It's awesome. She's infused with it. I can see that. Infused, infused with yeah. flavor. I don't know. Um, hey, did you see this 49-year-old guy who uh, drove his pickup truck into the ocean in New Smyrna? He's infused with something. I don't know what. What's going on? Deputies said they responded to New Smyrna Beach 8.54 a.m. Well, at least it was the morning. He was refreshed and needed to take a bath. Um, the vehicle that he was driving, he drove right into the do not enter area and then drove right into the water. You didn't see the sign that says do not enter? <laughs> you didn't see the big blue wet thing ahead of you? Well, no, because the waves were crashing over his hood. He was that far into the beach. Jeez. A deputy witnessed 49-year-old Jason, oh, brother, Wits walking away from a lifeguard also was on the scene in case there was a medical emergency. Deputy said Wits told him he wanted to drive on the beach. According to the affidavit, deputy saw Wits. Uh, drive right into the surf, right? I saw the picture. I saw the video. He drives right into the ocean, just straight on. I've been drinking. He was okay. arrested and faces charges of failing to pay the access fee. <laughs> really? Yeah, we're not worried about your your well-being. It's just you didn't pay the thing. $200 bond. <laughs> well, I mean, if he wasn't drunk or, you know, doesn't, on drugs or something, like... Doesn't say anything. He said he was uh, in case there was a medical emergency, but apparently there wasn't. He just felt like it. I mean, honestly, he's probably spending more on his mechanic than he is for the charges. He got charged for not paying the fee. Was the was the stupid toll booth open? Hey, this guy's on the beach with no... I mean, it seems like it should be a bigger crime. Go, go get him. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, another month, another record amount of credit card debt for Americans. They're living off their credit cards. Bidenomics is just great, isn't it? Dude, uh, yeah, yesterday, we told... have to. What we was told, that story huh? I gave you with the car insurance? 
Oh, you want me to do that? I'm just I mean, it just kind of goes along with how everybody's spending all their credit card money because stuff keeps going up. We have to. Everyone's what was like, it, 26% it. increase? It got stuck to this page. All right. Uh, well, get, well, two things. Uh, yesterday, we told you that the average American, 50% of the average Americans are $6,000 upside down on their vehicle. They owe $6,000 more. Than what it's worth? Yep. Damn. So it's getting more expensive, too. Insurance rates are going up. According to a new bank rate report, U.S. drivers are paying an average 2543 annually, or 212 per month. I'm paying 251 for car insurance, an increase of 26% from last year. That's 3.41% of yearly earnings for those who are a salary of 74580 which is the national average now of household Dude. income. 26% increase. That's just your car insurance, mm-hmm. not your groceries, not your medical insurance. Not the toll roads you have to take to work every day. Surely not your property tax, Rick. Oh, don't get me started on that. Dude, and of course, yeah, like you said, it's all going on in everybody's credit cards because nobody got no money. Yeah, people are using credit cards like crazy. Debt on credit cards rose by $50 billion just in the last three months of 2023, bringing the total of debt $1.13 trillion. That's still one-thirtieth of what Congress has spent. Now, it turns out that people that are 90 days in the rears on their credit cards has increased by another 30%. It's a, you talk about a crisis? I mean, can't we just get a loan or something? Yeah, you're going to have to go to one of those little dumpy Skeezy spots. Yeah, because you probably have bad credit, and it's hard to get a loan when you have bad credit. Yeah, I mean, you're 90 days behind on your credit card. Do you need cash? Do you need a loan? We're the people that get a loan now, and we can help you get a loan now, even if your credit is in the toilet. How easy. Identity theft. Forget your real identity, because, hey, if you're needing money, what good was it doing you anyway? At Get a Loan Now, we give you somebody else's identity, somebody who could actually get a loan because they're not irresponsible losers like you. With your new identity, you can open accounts, get loans, take other people's money, and probably go to jail, but that's not our problem. At Get a Loan Now, we just help you get the loan, never mind how. Call Get a Loan Now, now, and start your life of crime today. Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Oh, my God. On 105.9 Sunny FM. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Wake up and smell the future, man. Having fun with the world gone crazy. So Elon Musk has stepped out um, to help somebody out, which is kind of unexpected. I don't know if you remember actress Gina Carano. She was the one that was fired by Disney off of The Mandalorian. Um, during COVID because she put up a post because she's a conservative and she was talking about being attacked because she was a conservative. So, go ahead. Well, ex-Elon has a policy now that if you get fired or somebody does something to you in HR department or something because you posted something, whether it's conservative or not, he'll back you legally. Right. So this is what he's doing. So the post she put up back uh, during COVID was comparing herself to the Jews. Basically, she was saying uh, back during the Holocaust, Nazis would kill you just because you were a Jew and they would persecute you just because you were Jewish. She said, I feel the same way because I'm conservative. I'm being people want to cancel me just because I'm conservative. So that was her post. Disney fired her for it. So as a sign of X's commitment to free speech, Elon Musk said exactly what Rick just said. We're proud to provide financial support for Gina Carano's lawsuit, um, which is obviously owned by Elon uh, on X. And she claimed that she didn't conform to what Disney wanted her to conform to. They wanted everybody to go by their ideology. Groupthink. Which is the, you know, the wokeness. And she said, I didn't, I didn't conform to their progressiveness and therefore they wanted me gone. Her character's amazing in The Mandalorian, by the way. And they fired her and everybody was like, we liked her on there. So she's actually suing and Elon Musk is financially helping her sue Disney. Good. So we'll see what happens to that.
Uh, Adam Carolla. I thought this was interesting. I haven't heard from Adam Carolla in quite a while. He looks pretty much the same, except his hair is a little grayer. He was on with Megyn Kelly, and he is talking about the effects of voting and how people will vote on somebody based on their looks. Listen to this. I've been saying this. got yelled at when I did uh, Sean Hannity's show several months ago where somebody asked me about AOC and I said, listen, if she was 60 and from Minnesota and fat, no one would listen to a word she said. Yep. And everyone was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's like, whoa, what? You think I'm we'd listen to the a truth. word this thing that had? She doesn't have a thought in her head. Why would we listen to her? It's totally yeah. true. It's 100% true. And it is I think if Gavin Newsom was 60, short, fat, and from Minnesota, nobody would listen to a damn word that idiot had to say. Absolutely. 100%. We have become an idiocracy, just like the movie. We're so shallow. And I say it all the time. Newsom gets up there. He might win because just because of his looks. That's it. You think he's hot? No. You know? No. I mean, he's younger, so he's got the head of the curve because he's younger than almost everybody else that could be running. Yeah, but he's got that charisma. He's got a guy smiley hair. It's fine. There you go. And then you got uh, AOC, who's got the, uh, you know. She's an ex-bartender. Like, who's listening to her? Is it because she's a young, fairly attractive female? Is that why people are listening to her? She's got a hot booty. A booty booty. Booty booty. Delicious booty. Juicy booty. <laughs> Do we have that? I you used to. I don't know. Yeah, you got it. it somewhere in the anyway, probably labeled I, reporter. Can I move on or are you looking at pictures of her butt? <laughs> no, I'm just trying to find. Here's some. Uh, let me see. I just got some AOC. You mind if we play some just real quick? Sure, go ahead. Just add, you know, memories and stuff. Let's see memories. what you. Memories. All right, listen. All right, listen. Listen. Okay. Here she is. Here she is adopting an Hispanic accent, even though she is Spanish. But she's adopting an overemphasized Spanish accent there, making fun of people. Uh, Oh, how about this? This is my favorite. One, I don't know if he is familiar with a menstruating person's body. She's she's talking about Greg Abbott. Yep. Mm -hmm. My favorite is when she had to deal with the lady that said, "Let's eat the babies." Oh, if you don't know that story, there is a lady saying that the population and the climate is going to hell, and that we can't have any more humans being produced and if you have a baby you should eat it and so AOC that was the only time I kind of halfway respected AOC because she was so calm when the lady's like eat the babies and she's like okay um thank you for your comment and she's like so calm oh god I had some you know that guy that does the it sounds like he's doing one of those uh, lullaby the, what do they call those with the stories you read your little kids or when they're babies like a nursery, rhyme. nursery rhyme yeah yeah that guy who re- remember the guy who reads the nursery rhymes uh, is this it right here this is it Hope it doesn't curse. Our protagonist, a young idiotic bartender, embarks on an astonishing journey that takes her from behind the bar to the corrupt halls of Congress overnight. This young jackass, not known for her intellectual prowess, is driven by a fervent commitment to woke ideology. As she ascends into the halls of corruption, our young jackass is filled with idealism and vodka determined to implement her idiotic ideas. However, the road ahead is fraught with challenges, and her extremely low intellect quickly becomes even more apparent. 
<laughs> Isn't that funny? It's great. All right, so I want to talk about Pat Mahomes for a second, and I want to get into something because um, Rick had a good point we were talking about yesterday. Uh, but first, let me talk. If you don't know what happened, Pat Mahomes is Pat Mahomes Jr. His dad is also Pat Mahomes. Um, and he was arrested on his third DUI the other day. So obviously during a press conference, that is going to be a question that is asked. They're going to ask him how his dad's doing. I mean, he's doing good. Uh, I haven't, don't really want to get into it too much, but um, I mean, he's doing good for, for whatever the, the situation is. It's a family matter, so I'll just keep it to the family, um, and that's all I really have to say at this point. Yeah. So your question yesterday, Rick, you said you saw some comments on social media. Well, I um, saw the story, and, and um, go ahead. And the comments below were, Pat Mahomes has all of this money. Why wouldn't he hire a driver for his father, knowing that he has an issue with alcohol? Take the keys away, take his car away, and say, look, if you want to go somewhere, just call this number, and they'll pick you up. What, what, why not? So that's, and you said that's what everybody was saying. Well, as a lot of people were saying on the thread, yeah, why? Yeah. No, I just I just thought that oh, was no, an interesting. Is, it's the first thing I thought right is it away. Really? He got his third DUI. I mean, can see his first DUI, and you know, Patrick wasn't really aware because maybe he's drinking because of his son's success, making him look bad. I don't know. Well, the other side of the coin, because I started reading about it when you brought it up, because I was like, that's interesting. So I went in to see like, are Pat and his dad close? Has his dad had some issues in the past? And um, the other side of the coin, which I thought was interesting, is if you've ever dealt with anyone in your family that has an addiction issue, there's at some point where you have to wash your hands of it. You can't be responsible for everything that they do. So the other argument was, why does Pat Mahomes, because he's rich and successful, have to be the one that is... Holding himself responsible for his dad's actions. Well, and because it's not really so much his dad that he can kill somebody else, an innocent person on the road by driving drunk. So let's say Pat said, okay, I'm going to do it for the safety of other people because my dad's an alcoholic. Okay. Fair? So it's Pat's responsibility for his dad's actions? No, but I think... See, because I'm torn, because I agree with that smoke as well. I think that if if he's been dealing with his dad's addiction his whole life, he might go, you know, I can only do so much. I can only get involved in another family member's addiction before it starts to take you down. I mean, if you've ever had anybody in your family that's had an addiction problem, you know at some point you just have to be like... You gotta do it. You gotta yeah. fall. I gotta let you fall. I can't do everything for you. Well, yeah, because no. if you, no one's gonna, you're not gonna be able to help somebody that doesn't wanna help themselves. No, no, I totally agree. My ex wife was an alcoholic. Uh, you know, my son had an addiction problem. I mm-hmm. get it. So, and, and at one point, you gotta let it go. But at the same time, I see what you're this saying. This is for just the safety like, of other it's people. It's not like he's buying them cars, though. No, like, no not just... buying them a car, but you have the resources. Why wouldn't you protect other people if you wanna put it that way? But then what's the guarantee that if he does say, hey, dad, I got you a driver that's at your beck and call whenever you need it, what's the guarantee that dad's actually going to use it. Oh, yeah. you know, you can't guarantee that. So, yeah, but there's that. But at least you made it available. So, you know, if something happens, it's not something you didn't try to prevent. I mean, you, yeah, but how much is it his, again, his responsibility to try to prevent every bad action his dad does? Like, where do you draw that. the line? Just because he has the means? Well, yeah, that enters into it, of course. I don't have the means to do that for somebody in my family, but if I did and I knew that somebody's driving drunk and I gave him the opportunity not to do that so he won't kill somebody else, yeah, I would do it. It's an interesting interesting debate, I thought. Maybe um, just pay to have him locked in a cabin where he can't get to alcohol. <laughs> I just had never Terrorism. thought of it until you brought it up, so right. that's why I found it intriguing. Um Americans are very superstitious when it comes to the Super Bowl and when it comes to their favorite team. Like there's people that all together won't watch the game. They have to be in another room if the game's on because they believe every time I watch it, my team loses so I can have the game on, but I can't look at it. 
I know people like that. They'll walk around outside and hang out. If they hear something, they'll come in and peek. But So that's a superstition. Wearing the same jersey is a superstition. But I had no idea that there was actually superstitious foods to eat for the what? Super Bowl. Yeah, so there's good luck game day foods, and there's bad luck game day foods. I didn't know this. What, do you get diarrhea? What are you talking about? No, no. So apparently, pizza, hot dogs, and burgers are considered good luck game day foods, along with chips, popcorn, and chicken wings. Oh, gotcha. No way. I don't know if this survey this was done by the chicken wing companies or yeah. the pizza companies. Wow. Commissioned by Purdue. I never would have guessed. You sure it's not like anchovies or caviar or something? But Is devil- it stuff that people eat at all football games? Well, but listen to this. Queso dip, chips and salsa, mozzarella sticks, garlic bread, and deviled eggs are considered bad luck. Oh, by yeah. who? Deviled eggs? Devil? Come on. I just, this is- Common sense? Dead. I just thought that was kind of interesting. So whether you're into football or you're watching it for Usher, you're watching it for the commercials, everybody's going to be eating and drinking a ton this Sunday. Super Bowl party, I'm going to drink a lot of beer. Drinking and gambling, wagering on Super Bowl squares. Eating nachos, 100 pounds of chicken wings. Watching football on a gigantic LED. Super Bowl party, I'll be so hungover Monday. They should make it an American holiday. Super Bowl. Dad gummit. I know, it's crazy, right? Crazy talk. You know, it's just easier to call you stupid. Now, stupid news on the Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Spokestack. Yeah, a uh, guy in New York almost died because of McDonald's and the Big Mac. It wasn't, you know, it isn't McDonald's. I, what know, this is a tough one. You got Did he choke on it? He's allergic to cheese, oh, to well. dairy, and Charles Olson told DoorDash to make sure the McDonald's doesn't put cheese in the uh, sandwich he ordered. Yeah. So a rogue piece of cheese was on it. According to the lawsuit he filed on Friday, last Friday, Olsen ordered the meal through DoorDash. Um, The order came. He took a bite out of his meal. His throat began to itch and swell. The suit claims he felt a burning sensation throughout his body. The suit says he almost needed to be intubated from the incident. Whoa. Olsen says he's suing to hold eateries responsible for mistakes like these. It's, um, It's a minimum wage employee, and since they're very, very hard to come by right now, because for some reason nobody wants to work, we still haven't figured that out, and uh, most of them, um, yeah, I'm generalizing, but I think I can have a lot of experience in this. They're doing drugs, drinking too much, staying out all night, and I really don't care what they do at work. I don't even know where they go, but they do. Some of them do. I guess they have to pay the rent with their 17 roommates. But uh, they're not the most reliable people. So it's really tough for a corporation to ensure that your food is safe when you you request something that is, you know, an allergy. Yeah, if you have like a severe allergy like that, you have to be your own advocate and be super and check and double check everything for yourself because you can't trust other people. Say, did he order a cheeseburger or did he order a hamburger? Big Mac. Got cheese ah, on it. It's but got cheese on it. Cheese. Yeah, but he requested no, no cheese. cheese. Special Did he look sauce. at it? Did he look at it when he opened it? That's the part they left out here. Okay. I, I don't think he looked at it, or he wouldn't have bitten into it. Because I would have checked and said, "Let me double well, check no and kidding. make sure there's no cheese on here." Or was it like there was no cheese, but it was a cross contamination kind of thing? No, it was a little piece of cheese. He took a bite and ate the little piece of cheese. It okay. was a rogue piece of cheese, which can happen when you have a kitchen that's moving that fast. And yeah. again, you got people that are slightly hungover. And I'm being honest with you. I mean, it's just what it is. And there's some good people out there. Or it might not even be a hungover. Sometimes you have young kids and this is their first job. Yeah. They're not great at it yet. 
Yeah. Uh, if I could find one that's young and enthusiastic, I will pay you $200 right now. You find me young, enthusiastic, hardworking, conscientious, attention to detailed, young person. Got to be, uh, I guess you have to, what do you have to do? 16 or 17 to work? 16, yeah. Why don't you go snipe them from Chick-fil-A? You can't snipe anybody. Why would they want to leave there? That's a good point. You're outside. You got your clipboard. You look important. Yeah. You got a little yeah. vest on. Everybody's You're really so nice. nice. Yeah. It's always your pleasure. Exactly. So anyway, there you go. So you got. I'm not saying that he's wrong in suing. I'm just saying, look, this. You almost died. I, I mean, it, it, uh, he's not right in suing. Well, I mean, how, again, where's personal accountability? Uh, you took the words out of my mouth. I feel like a lot of these McDonald's that we do, and I don't look n- at my phone. Nobody <laughs> wants to take responsibility for their choices and something that All they right. did. Okay, I'll, I'll bend. But I mean, at the same time, if it was you, you would probably, if you knew you had a chance of winning, even though it was partially your fault, you would sue. I don't know. I don't know if I would do that. I mean, I don't know. No, I would probably not. Too guilty. If you had a lawyer it's, came to you, to, it can get you a lot of money. Yeah, but at the same time, I realize that, uh, and this is not popular, but it, 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 I agree. It's karma, man. I agree with gains. It's my fault. It really is. If I go out to eat and I get sick, it's my fault. Yeah, it's not like McDonald's is shoving the burger in your face. Like, you put it in there. No, but you take a risk. Every time you go out to eat, I'm not saying it's, look, I'm alive. Yeah, but I mean. <laughs> I go out to eat a lot. To, you could apply that to a bunch of stuff. If I run my car up a tree, do I get to yell at Subaru about it? No, you get to call the tree company. Sue the trees. That's what I'm saying. It's like I can't sue them. They'd be like, well, you were the one driving. This was this guy had the burger in his hand. You know, it's not like the drive through guy reached through and, like I said, just shoved it down his throat. You didn't like it. You know, he just All right. Ate it. All right. So uh, vacations are awesome. Uh, this guy got a little carried away. He was on vacation in Thailand. His parents were up in the UK. Ian Robbie Day, he's an adult. Uh, he was having the time of his life. He reportedly extended his vacation by asking his family back in England to send him more money. He partied, partied. Must be nice, huh? He you partied. Guys, I want to extend party, my vacation. Party. Send me more money and tell the job I don't go to that I won't be in tomorrow. How well, many times have you gone on vacation though and wanted to do that? You're like, I don't oh. want to leave. I need to save a couple more days. Oh, I know. Well, the funding ended. Yeah, I so was then, say. <laughs> like any normal human being, he faked his own kidnapping. <gasps> he convinced a bunch of friends. This sounds like the Jesse Smollett thing. It's just the truth. Right. I'm left hanging my head and asking why. why? You do such a disservice yeah. when you lie about things like this. You mean like yourself? Anyway, he faked his own kidnapping by convincing friends to pose as masked gangsters and beat them up with the goal of being asked... Uh, for his family to answer for ransom money so he can get more money to party, dude. His family saw the photos and notified the police, and that's when Day probably realized that he neglected to factor in the involvement by the Interpol in his master plan. When cops found Day, he was said to be inebriated on a two-day drug binge. <laughs> they were all arrested. Jesse Smollett and his two or three friends. You know, I'm, I need to start doing that. Help, Rick, I've been kidnapped. I can't come in tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, well, I'll see you here at four. (laughs) Finally, more people than ever are ditching their landlines. According to the telephone company, beginning with uh, California, AT&T has announced that they're ditching the landlines as well, unless you're a stubborn person and, I got to keep my phone on the wall. Like, I feel like companies still have landlines. And but it's but it's weird because phone companies are still offering it. I can't tell you how many times when I go to my cable provider, they're like, "Would you like to add the landline?" I'm like, "Well, 
But no. that's coming through your cable system. This is yeah. the actual landlines. These are the ones yeah. that come into your house, copper, uh, dedicated to phones. Yeah, yeah it's, it's the real wire. It's harder for the government to shut it off remotely from their bunker. <laughs> so they want to get rid of it. No, the cable is it comes with the comes through the cable system. I won't lie. I have a phone mounted on the wall, but it's just for looks. You've seen it. It's like an old fashioned oh, yeah. like phone those. booth thing. It's cool, but it's not connected to anything. It could be, if but it's like just not. If you'd like to make a call, please hang up and try again. There's oh. so many things that you forget that yeah. you forgot you forgot were like the busy signal, you know? Yes. And then the rotary where you had to go around. If you miss the number, you had to start all over. You see those Gen Zers <laughs> that they put that phone in front of them? They didn't and know said, what to do. They said, call somebody and they were pushing the numbers. Uh, hang on. Something's wrong. I don't know how to work the spinny thing. When your phone was off the hook for a while, you would hear that thing. If Me- you didn't want to um, if you didn't want to talk to anyone, you would just take it off the hook. Right. Or uh, let's say you wanted to call somebody from a public phone. They used to be outside on the street. And then you would have to deposit 25 cents for the first minute and 10 cents for every additional minute. My mother told me, I don't know if Rick, if you remember this. No. She's a little older than you, but you, you, I don't know if you remember this. When she was little, you shared phone numbers with your neighbors. Oh yeah. Party. And, yeah. And she said you would pick up the phone and if someone was on it and they heard someone pick up, they would knew that the, everyone was very respectful. She said, and they would know that that was a sign that someone else needed to use the phone. So you would get off. So somebody else on the block could use the phone. I was like, wow. what? That's insane there was, to me. There was a whole industry around it. You remember 1-800-COLLECT? Yes. Uh, operator, I'd like to make a collect call, please. First name, Bob. Last name is... We Auto Baby Pizza Boy. That's my favorite commercial. <laughs> Hello? Collect call for Mr. Bob. We Auto Baby Pizza Boy. Sorry, wrong number. Who's that, dear? Bob. They had a baby. It's a boy. <laughs> I love that commercial. Don't cheat the phone company. Save money the legal way. Every call time Geico, a 15-minute call. <laughs> Every crazy? time I hear the name Bob, immediately into my brain pops in, we had a baby, it's a boy. <laughs> <laughs> and that's funny. It's funny as hell. But you remember that uh, you used to call someplace and you get the bill at the end of the month? You were on the phone for how long? It's a $15 charge for that call. You called California. Wow. <sighs> Isn't that crazy? And then we had to pay for text messages. Yes, that was. We were never allowed to text. It was had to yeah. be after ten o'clock. Yeah, it's funny because kids nowadays are like, "Oh my gosh, LOL," and they don't realize there's a whole reason behind the slang. Like yeah. we didn't use slang because we just wanted to sound dumb. It was like because it letters. cost you money per letter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so not anymore. So spokesman for AT&T in California says uh, they're not canceling the landline; they're just discontinuing the service. Okay. So, then how do you not cancel it? Oh, I'm sure there's some people that are really sad about that, though. Well, no, they're going to make special arrangements for people who refuse, but I'm sure they're going to charge them like three times what they were being charged yeah. to, re- to let go of the landline. Uh-huh. Friends, we gather today to bid a final goodbye to the landline. We shall miss the sweet sound of your dial tone, as well as that startling siren noise if we left you off the hook too long. Your departure tugs at our heartstrings like we tug on your wires to remove the phone jack from the baseboard. Your passing leaves us with so many questions. Namely, how are we going to call Grandma now? Farewell, Landline. Your memory will stay with us like the wall jack in the kitchen that's covered up by the calendar. And we take solace in knowing we'll remember you forever like we remember our childhood phone number. 
The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. 105.9 Sunny FM. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. All right, here we go. So the $118 billion immigration bill is sitting right now in the House of Representatives. We'll see what happens. Mike Johnson, the Speaker of the House, says it is dead on arrival. What's in it? I read most of it. Uh, believe me, boring, just excruciating reading. It's Half of it's not even for our border. It's like 380 pages. Yeah, it's a lot of uh, lawyer speak, which a lot of it I don't understand, but that's on purpose. Here it is. The total is $118.3 billion. What does that include? $60 billion for Ukraine. Remember, we know nothing about where the money's going or how it's spent. When we do have the money to get them equipment, we uh, slow dance the thing. Mm-hmm. He never gets what he needs there, Zelensky. Um, that is a fact. I mean, you can ask him. He'll tell you all the time. Uh, so what's the point here? Now, of course, we had Schumer out there yesterday bloviating, saying that if we don't do this, we're the most horrible people in the world, and you got to do this bill. This bill is crucial, and history will look back on it and say, did America fail itself? Why is it crucial? Well, if we don't aid uh, Ukraine, Putin will be walk all over Ukraine. We will lose the war, and we could be fighting in Eastern Europe in a NATO ally in a few years. Americans won't like that. You know, he's looking oh, over. His, knock it off. He's looking over his glasses with this condescending attitude. Yeah. If you don't pass the bill, you're just scum. Is that a threat? Hey, if you don't protect somebody else's sovereignty, I'm going to make you go over there and do it. Everything with Democrats is a win-win. Think about that. If this bill doesn't pass, then he can blame the next war, the World War III he's alluding to right there, on us. And he can go ahead and spend money on equipment that his industrial military complex will pay him back with kickbacks. Why don't we just it just works out. If we, don't, if we sign the bill, he makes out great. Because you know what? For Ukraine, we have absolutely no plan. Have you heard a plan where they tell you, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, and then that will end the war? And There's no plan. What are we getting for all this? Money, not us. Congress. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, they, they all get money. If money. Russia takes Ukraine, what does that do to us? Doesn't do anything. What do you uh, mean? That, what are we doing? It leads to spending more money on military equipment. If Russia takes Ukraine, then they go on to attack NATO allies, and then we have a big World War III in our hand. It's a whole bunch of money. I just don't get why we get so wrapped up in the minutia and the Dude, tiny parts of this. Like, we, we got to zoom out and look at the fact that the government takes your money and blows it on stuff that you have no say over. Yeah, but look at it this way. They're and then blow- threatens you with, you're going to have to go fight. Dude, it's an investment. They're, they're blowing your money and they're making profits on the money of yours that they blew. Yeah. It's That's like, all they're doing. It's like they're your stockbroker going, look, just give me 40% of your paycheck. I'm going to put it in the stock. It's going to do great. Um, it, it's not doing well now, but just keep shoveling money at it. I promise you'll get something back. They're not going to give us anything back. They're going to charge us more taxes because when World War III starts, they'll say, Jill, you need to pay more taxes because we got this thing going. We have not had a war where we were really fighting for our freedom since pff, World War II. And, and it's not like, you know, the powers that be ask us what we want to spend money on. No, they just they send don't. it. They just go, hey, here's your choice between, you know, idiot and idiot. And no matter which one you pick, we're going to take your money and spend it on whatever we want regardless. Because like, it pays back oodles. Now, they gave $14.1 billion in this package to Israel, who is not asking for money. $4.83 billion in aid for Indo-Pacific region, which, uh, Jill, you said it's Taiwan, right? 
The smoke said it was Taiwan, yeah. Yeah, $10 billion in assistance. That's on top of the $60 billion for Ukraine. Assistance. What's that? For so, to hire assistance? No, I need assistance. Give me some money. What are you doing? Or at least don't take what I have. $2.3 billion in refugee assistance inside the U.S. Refugees of what? Ukraine, Israel? What are you talking about here? It's, this is amazing. Yeah, because we, and we then, handled all this assistance, but nobody comes to assist us ever. Have you ever heard of that? Ever? Nope. And then $20.2 billion for improvements in the U.S. border security, which because this bill was written by mostly Democrats. What they're talking about here is more processing buildings where immigrants just, you know, walk in. And of course, border patrollers, they're Uber. So they Uber them over to the processing center, which they just built with this $20.2 billion. Sit on a nice new desk, the processing guide. What's your name? My name is, uh, you know, whatever the China, Venezuela, wherever they come from. And they walk free. And they get $2,000 to come in. They get $1,000 a month. And then if you're lucky, you get to go to the big hotel in the Rose, what is it, the Roosevelt in New York mm-hmm. for me- three meals a day. You get to flip everybody off and beat up cops and nobody does anything. Crazy. So well, let me ask you this. Can okay. I renounce my citizenship? Like, where do I go to- And to, leave and come back in? My, yeah. How do, I, <laughs> how do I deactivate my membership? And then, it, A, I won't have to pay taxes because I won't be a citizen, right? right. So mm-hmm. that's 40% of the money that I work for that's just going right back into my pocket. And I get money for doing that. Now this, and, bit- and I get a cell phone. I get a free T-shirt. I get Kamala's book. I get to go anywhere I want for free. And apparently, I could even commit felonies. I mean, I'll have to go to jail, but like only overnight. I get let out the next day, and I don't even have to pay my bail. Like what? What's stopping me? While we're going down that road, since you mentioned it, Paul Murray is uh, probably like our Megyn Kelly over at Sky News in Australia. And he's viewing our situation at the border from a far away, 4,000 miles to be exact. And he had some comments he made. One of them was, do you know that right now in some states we pay illegals more than people that are on welfare and getting SNAP? Yeah. Yeah, we're paying them 20% more, the illegals. In New York, they just approved a $54 million. That's insane. Yeah, debit cards are given out to illegals. What are they giving to our homeless vets that went and fought for our country, that put their life on the line, and now they're homeless on the side of the street, can't get health care, can't get anything? Not much at all, but Uh. here is uh, Paul Murray from Australia. When you've got a better social welfare system for the people who arrived here illegally than the people who, for whatever reason, end up on the streets of San Francisco, you've got a problem. Now, you would think that all of the social justice warriors would see this, but instead they have this sort of infantilized idea that every single person who's crossing the border is somebody who's on the bones of their backside and is doing this so that they can make a better life for their family. But the reality is, is that there's an awful lot of people who know that there is a better life in the United States with greater protections in the United States and even the minimum wage in the United States that is better than the life that they have in other parts of Latin America, which means they are economic migrants. They are not refugees. They are economic asylum seekers. Now, the interesting part about what he just said is you recall yesterday when we played you the uh, 60 Minutes border story that they ran this last Sunday, and a guy by the name of Jerry Schuster, who was actually Yugoslavian, owns private property at the border. They came over, started setting his trees on fire, and they surrounded him and threatened his life, and he shot his gun in the air, and he got arrested. That's insane. This was him yesterday. When they come over here, they come with the suitcases. They come prepared with the computers, just like they got off on a Norwegian cruise ship yesterday. You're an immigrant yourself. Yes. Where did you come from? I come from Yugoslavia. 
You came through the front door. I came through the front door. And what do you think about this? They, they don't care. Have you ever just yelled, get out of here? Okay. <laughs> Shoe? That's what you're saying? Shoe. Shoe. Go, now, go away. <laughs> now. This bill is a loser for Republicans no matter what they do, because think about it. Let's say we pass the bill. Let's say Republicans pass the bill. Then Biden can say for the next nine months, look what I did, man. I fixed immigration. You're all safe now. Everything's under control. It's fixed. And let's just move on to something else like Bidenomics. Or if we don't sign the bill, then... Every day between now and November, the American people are going to know that the only reason the border is not secure is Donald Trump and his MAGA Republican friends. Don't you see, this is where Democrats shine. They're, they're gangsters, and they're really good at it. Mm. They really know how to put together a plan where you're screwed either way. Yeah. You look bad no matter what you do. And that's how they always get Republicans, because Republicans, not only are they just as crooked as Democrats, but wear nicer suits. Won't do anything. They're dumb. They're cowards, and they're dumb, because... They are so dumb that they brought up two counts of impeachment against Mayorkas, the head of the Department of Homeland Security, the border's secure, and uh, couldn't pass it. Couldn't pass it. Great. Uh, This is the part where I don't get how everyone's not dumb. The guy says, hey, it's these people's fault that the border's not secure. Meanwhile, he's the freaking president. The guy in charge of the border is trying to be impeached for not securing it. On top of that, you have like, how could you even blame somebody else? And then you got to make a bill to say that our border's closed. What's funny like, is we all know that it's you're not supposed to just walk in. We need we haven't needed a bill for two hundred years. Now suddenly, like it's a requirement. We've just been what guessing they shouldn't come in this whole time. Well, the funny part is, is that before there was a bill to secure the border, the border, according to Democrats and the liberal media, was secure. Our Republican colleagues claim that the border is open. Is the border open, Mr. Secretary? No, it is not. Do you continue to maintain that the border is secure? Yes, and we are working to enhance its security. The border is secure. Let me be clear. The border is not open. And as you see, as I just laid out, our plan is indeed working. My extreme MAGA Republican colleagues create a fictional argument around what's happening at the border. We're executing a comprehensive strategy to secure our border. The border is not open, and to say so is not only false, but it's really an insult to the brave men and women of the Border Patrol who work every day to keep us safe. Who you won't let do anything? Right. Can't people see the Machiavellianism at work here? It's going, hey, we let all these people in to create a crisis. Now we're here to solve the crisis. That we created. Yeah, that we made. And if you don't do it, well, how could you just let your house burn down? You guys set the fire, you idiots. Yeah. And now you want us to believe that it's somebody else's fault that there's no water available? Dude, they're not idiots. I have great respect for their manipulation. I think it's I think it's very well done. I yeah, mean, they're manipulating smart. everybody. How is it well done? We're looking they're, at they're it. They're winning the marketing war. They're easily I just told you whether they pass the bill or not, they lose. I, I I'm turning into George Carlin. It's like I, I have no no there's nothing I can say except for the public really is that dumb. To think that now we need a bill to keep the country, like, 
it, you can Whoa. see it on a map. Somebody drew the lines based on a border. Well, we already had this figured out. We don't need a bill to do it. I think people are figuring this out. Dad gummit. Yeah. Dr. Oh Phil. Gosh. Dr. Phil, of all people, chimed in on this. What's he saying? He's Do- saying, now look, I went to the border. He did. I'm pro-immigration. You, you need to understand, I, I, I think we need immigration in America. We need it for a lot of different reasons. But I wanted to know what's happening down here. What's really going on? You know, we hear this number, 6 million people have come across under the current administration. I talked to experts down there that say that number is a myth, that it's closer to 13 to 14 million uh, that have come across. And I I asked them straight up, what is it you need here? And they, I was shocked to hear them say, we don't need more money. We don't need more resources. We don't need more officers. We don't need more legislation. We just need the laws that are on the books to be followed. We need to be allowed to do our job and we can get this under control right now. We don't need a bunch more money, officers and legislation. Just let us do our job. That's all we need. And if you'll do that, we can get this under control overnight. Dr. Phil, (laughs) of all people. I mean, this is what I hope that Americans are beginning to, you know, figure out. It's all a lie. It's all a scam. It's all a scam. This is all political. And you lose if you vote for the bill. You lose if you don't vote for the the bill. But that's what it's all about. This is all politics. Man, this is all theater. Thank you for that. That's right. All right. So speaking of theater, and this might be a big one, Silicon Valley billionaire Peter Thiel is throwing his financial muscle behind Olympics. Wait a minute. Olympics on steroids. I mean, who wouldn't watch this? I would. So, you so, know, so the athletes are allowed to take steroids in this one? Encouraged. Yes, oh. if you're a steroid-taking athlete, I mean, I can go down the list. I can't. I used to be a big baseball fan, and just about every baseball player, all these records are set by these baseball You're guy like, what an athlete? Uh, oh, no, no. Who is the guy? Barry Bonds. M, uh, M names. Um, uh, well, it's Mark, not just baseball. Mark, I think before it, it was poo-poo that a lot of people took steroids. Yeah. The guy from Philly, what was his name? Was, was it Mark uh, McGuire? Mark McGuire, he was one. That guy was, he grunted when he hit oh, the yeah. ball. <laughs> that was steroids. So, speaking. how do you feel about the win? What are you talking about? Exactly. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> well, he says he's setting up the Olympics on steroid. He's the organizer and said, this is going to be huge. And you'll do dope out in the open and honestly. He made his fortune as an early investor in tech startups like PayPal and Facebook. And he's backing what's called the Enhanced Games. The Enhanced Games. Lance Armstrong would have been happy about that. Mm. This is awesome. Yeah, right. Jeez. The venture admitted at aiding research in uh, aiding. Okay, the research into nutritional supplements and biohacks that, of course, aid you in your performance uh-huh. and take you to the boundaries of human ability is the brainchild of Dr. Aaron De Souza, a lawyer. Uh, he says that uh, Tile's going to provide the money and the financing, and he's going to be executing the plan. So soon we're going to have Olympics on steroids. We are all doped up so we can compete while injecting lots of drugs. Wake up, everybody! Stream the Rick Stacy Morning Show at 1059sunnyfm.com. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone 
crazy. And it's brought to you by All Electric Services. It's not stupid, never boring. Jill Bob goes true crime stories. So you might remember this back in 2021. Uh, a kid who was 15 at the time, his name was Ethan Crumbly. Do you remember that name? Yes, I do. He pled guilty to 24 charges in connection with the shooting at Oxford High School. He's actually serving a sentence of life in prison. Um, his father, James, has been charged with four counts of involuntary manslaughter for the deaths of the people that were killed in the shooting. Uh, Madison Baldwin, Tate Meyer, Justin Schilling, and Hannah St. Julieta. Um, he's going to have a separate trial in March. School officials have called the Crumblies. Uh, they called them the morning of the shooting after they found uh, violent drawings that Ethan had made as part of a school assignment. But the parents left their son at school even though officials said, you need to come pick up Ethan immediately and get him help. So they left him there. They didn't do what the school said. They just said, yeah, or they said, no, we don't care. I don't know what they said, but it said they did not come and pick him up when they said, we found these violent drawings from Ethan. Um, Jennifer and James, the parents of Ethan, bought the gun that Ethan (sighs) used that morning um, as a gift for him and took him to the gun range to learn how to use the gun. So now they're trying to charge the parents, both of them, uh, of involuntary manslaughter in uh, relation to the school shooting. Yeah, absolutely. So the issue is, is that that they're they're saying that they're going to have a problem with this trial because what they have to prove is that they knew their son was going to commit the shooting and did nothing about it. Now, the school's argument is... Well, we told you he was drawing these violent drawings. We told you we didn't want him in school anymore, and you left him here. Why didn't I mean, the school could have expelled him, right? That was my question. Why are you letting him stay? You could just say he's expelled. Off you go. Yeah, but at the same time, even though the school the shooting still could have happened, he still could have come back and done it just because he doesn't go there. Yeah, and honestly, a violent drawing isn't always necessarily a hey, I'm going to do this. But hold on. I mean, I don't know what the uh, what the prosecution's going to say, but at the same time, put that all aside, they must have known their kid had violent tendencies and they bought him a gun. So well, that was my they next... bought him the gun a long time ago. Oh, see, that was my next question it. because I was reading through and I was, couldn't tell the order of it because it's kind of out of order. So my question, the first thing that popped in my mind was, did these violent drawings happen and then you bought him the gun or has he had the gun? And if you heard, if you saw or heard about the violent drawings, wouldn't you then take the gun away? That's true. Yeah, absolutely. But at the same time, even before the violent drawings, they didn't just become violent all of a sudden and do these drawings. He must have had issues beforehand, and you bought him a gun. I mean, does a violent drawing necessarily? I'm not talking about that. Well, time? my point is the the the, the he's drawing, saying the violence and the, the behavior must have been there prior to the prior drawing to the in drawing. some way. The drawings doesn't really apply it matter here because he must have been violent beforehand. But at what point do you hold other people accountable for somebody else's action? Is my question. What do you mean? Should the parents go to jail because their son committed a crime? Yeah, I, they they knew he was violent. They bought him. You a, see the the drawings though. Yeah, but forget the drawing for a second. That didn't just happen yesterday and all of a sudden he's violent he was violent all along we'll have to find that out they'll have to do that in discovery was he sent somewhere did anybody take him anywhere to be seen now smoke i don't know this part of the story you said back when it happened did they did they flee did they run try to run away the parents um yeah i guess after the well after the shooting they fled uh oxford went to detroit um following some initial questioning from police because they said they were worried about their safety with Mm -hmm. the whole thing and then they were supposed to come back for, you know, questioning. Well, they didn't show up. 
So U.S. Marshals eventually got to him like four, a few days later. The other thing and that they kind like of sucked all the money out of their accounts and were trying to flee. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. The people are absolute scumbags, right. but should they be getting manslaughter for that? I think possibly. The other thing that's kind of intertwined in this, and this doesn't really have anything to do with the shooting, but it's just maybe just her character. They're saying that the mom, Jennifer, the reason she didn't come pick him up is because she was in the middle of having an affair with somebody. Yeah. So she was off doing that, gotcha. which is why she couldn't be at the school. So Fine people. It's very messy. We'll see wow, what happens. Wow, that's just terrible. Tune in again for more Bad People Doing Crime Things with Jill Bucko. All right, let's move on to something a little happier. So Disney... If you've ever been to Disney, which I'm I'm pretty sure everybody here has, everybody in the state has, you know, we live here, we have it in our own backyard. It could be overwhelming if you've never been to Disney. It's a lot to do. It's a lot to coordinate. Even if you just go to one park on one day and you're trying to go around and you're like, oh, I got to go this way and this and the meals and the ticket and the thing and the tram and go over. It's a lot. It's a lot to take. So Disney trips have now become so overwhelming that tourists are paying for classes on how to plan their Disney trip. It's true. Happening. Uh, this lady came out. What's her name? Brooke stupid. Raybold. She is selling. Well, is, is she stupid or are the people buying it stupid? Well, yeah. I mean, you, you need a financial planner, not a Disney trainer. She came out with a 200 page <laughs> mom's guide to Disney World for $40 oh, that you can download. Um, she also hosts $39 remote college classes, uh, which is like a Get. Zoom tutorial on okay, Disney we, planning. How much is it, the tutorial? The tutorial on Zoom is thirty nine. If you want the whole two hundred page guide, it's forty bucks. No, no, I want to see the. Tu- we have we have to download it. I'll, okay. have, to, I'll have to pay for it. Forty bucks. I have to listen to this. She said we got a little pop quiz built in there. Uh, you're gonna learn that um, hey, how smoke. to do a mad dash starting at seven a.m. Wake up calls to beat the lines. Um, your unhealthy compulsion to check wait times on your phone. Um, let's see what else. She said I've had people call me crying for help so I decided to start this business now oh my god we're doomed we're doomed uh, so wait what we're doomed I'm telling you so we're doomed so there's a class on how to plan your Disney trip but look if you're here and you don't live in Florida and this is your first time coming to Disney and you got a family of four no, there's no excuse and you're doing and you're like ah, this is a lot to take in now 40 bucks isn't really that much money to download the, a page of like, okay, let's go here, go there, let's do this, let's line a, this up. You need somebody to tell you how to go to a theme park? You need, you, exactly. If you've never been, some people might if they yeah, have a family. Yeah, all right, I'll see you guys there. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. People are paying for it. You're making a ton of money. Well, I'm, I'm an idiot. We got to come up with something. <laughs> yeah, how to tie your shoe. We're doing yeah, classes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're doing a Zoom video, a, a seminar on how to leave the house in the morning. <laughs> Step one, put on put, your pants. Yeah, I say be dressed. Oh, my God. I'm just so dumb. Dadgummit. So Snoop Dogg and Master P are suing Walmart. Why? Because they say that their cereal brand, Post Foods, uh, are hiding their Snoop Dogg cereal. Um, You know, he came out with this. uh, He's come out with everything lately. He's come out with all different kinds of stuff. The guy is next to the Kardashians. He's a marketing genius. Um, So store employees, I guess, he went in there and found boxes of his product hidden behind other boxes when the store claimed they were sold out. So he was, so they're suing Walmart saying, why are you, why, why are you hiding the Snoop Doggy Doggos? Isn't it's that not what like they're he, called? It's not like a, he's a marketing genius. He just has to put Snoop in front of anything. On anything. He, on anything and it's a marketing genius but thing. But isn't that smart to say, hey, my name is like, like why? Well, yeah. She won't do it, but Taylor Swift could be having her own cereal, her own drinks, her own everything. Right. She will. You think she will eventually? You want to think slow down for her, yeah. 
What? She's still pretty young. I don't know if they're going to be slowing down anytime soon. No, but when she gets in her... I look at her schedule, like, oh, she's here and she's there and she's got the concert. She's got a world tour. She's just releasing a new There's album. Gonna she's going to be... The Super Bowl. I have a headache just reading her schedule. It's going to be a clothing line. There'll be Swifty O's in the store you can eat. <laughs> oh, you know, that's Master P and Snoop Dogg are going to be upset. There's Swift Doodles, you know, <laughs> the new Swift Mobile electric car. Um, so speaking of, you know, uh, the NFL commissioner, Roger Goodell, was yeah. talking about Taylor because people were asking him at a press conference, uh, how do you feel about that? Did you script this whole storyline? Here's what he said. She's a remarkable performer. She knows great entertainment. I had the opportunity to go to two of her concerts with our girls and my wife. Um, she She's the best of the best. And and so having her come to NFL games, have her a part of that is nothing but a part. I mean, this guy is such a total... <laughs> See, it's stunning. This guy, this guy is the Truman Show. He comes out of the morning. Good morning. How are you? Hi. Good to see you. Good to see you. Hey, how you doing? Hey, Frank, how you doing? <laughs> if you're the commissioner of NFL and you have that much money, wouldn't you do the same thing? Yeah, no. it's making me money. Sure. I love her. It's it great. It wouldn't change who I am. Honestly, right. that's, she might be making him a lot of money, but I think the fan duel and... DraftKings and then the Caesars thing. But, you know, a few billion dollar five-year deals probably doesn't hurt. Now, a lot of people think there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there. They think that the NFL is scripted. That's mm-hmm. that's the latest thing. There's a couple different theories. Some people are saying so that Kansas City can win, so that Taylor and Travis can endorse Biden. Uh, Smoke, you were mentioning yesterday, so that he could propose to her after the Super Bowl. I mean, it's the whole thing got to be rigged. Like I said, you got all these giant betting deals now. Before, like, you might have bets maybe $150,000 a year on the, on the NFL as a a whole back a couple years ago. Now it's $150,000 per game that's getting bet. On top of that, like, that, that's so much money. And they're licensed as an entertainment, like, group. So it's not necessarily a contest. Like, it's technically wrestling. So you're telling me they're... Illegally on paper. They're just full of... Diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? Yeah. They could be. We don't know. So listen, so let me, let me lay this out for you. I'm sure that the industry and companies have a somewhat of a hold on Taylor Swift, but you're talking about the girl. Let's take the name Taylor Swift out of it. Mm-hmm. You're talking about an entertainer who had a George Soros-backed company, insurance company, buy the rights along with Scooter Braun to her entire catalog so she couldn't perform any of them and none of them could be played on the radio. What did she do? She went and re-recorded every single one of her songs just a little bit differently, took the time to do that so she could flip George Soros and Scooter Braun the Bird and say, you don't own me. Why did she sell them the catalog? She didn't sell them. They bought it out from under her. They How? Uh, they bought the rights. How do you do Scooter that? Scooter Braun was her manager, and he had oh. the rights to it, so he got in with oh. a, a George Soros-backed mm-hmm. insurance company. No wonder she stole, supports Biden. So, so stole all of her songs from her. So I think that... She's with the number one enemy of this country, George Soros. No, she didn't sell it to him. No, he bought he it out from under it. her. But don't you think that she knew that her? No, she. You don't remember that big legal battle she got no. out there? She was so mad. So radios couldn't play. Radio couldn't play her song. She couldn't perform any of them at award shows or concerts. She had to go back in the studio instead of saying, "Okay, okay, okay the- fine, you win," and did it all over again a little differently so she could go. These songs are mine, and you can't have them. I know, but what uh, do you want to say to Jill? That didn't she know that her. This guy, who's the guy who bought it Scooter out? Scooter Braun. It was Scooter her manager. Braun, didn't she know her manager was involved with no. far left wing no. whack jobs? She no, didn't. she had no idea. No, this, this all got this all got pulled out from under her. It was a big deal. You so, don't remember hearing about that? Yes, I do. So, so you let that happen to her, but she's given us advice on who to vote. Did you say let? You can't necessarily control all of that. 
No, but this, yeah, you can't. I mean, I I'm mean, sorry. It's your music. It's your most important But for the people that are signing you and have your signature on a thing, sell it out from under you, you can't control that. Uh, if somebody sold this show right now, they could fire us and have a whole new crew on the, on the show. I mean, Who would want to buy this? I don't know. <laughs> that's, a, that's a bad But my example. point is, my point is, is that they, they can control Taylor Swift a little bit, but I don't think they can control her enough to go, after the show, Tra- Travis is going to get on one knee and propose to you, okay? She's going to be like, no, I'll decide that. Well, dude, that don't make you think the NFL is a little scripted. The fact that, look how much effort went into controlling just her, you know, uh, exposure to people. You don't think the NFL's got a little bit of a tight grip on what happens as far as their stuff goes? Well, here's what Roger Goodell thinks about it. I don't think I'm that good a scripter um, or anybody on our staff. I, I, I think it's, you know, I, listen, there is no way that I could have scripted that one. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Megan Kelly wanted to chime in on it, too. All right. NFL, the Pentagon, um, the Kansas City Chiefs, oh, yeah. Taylor Swift, Taylor, oh, and the Democrats. Oh, yeah are conspiring mm. <laughs> to create a fake relationship between these two such that she can then spike the ball after he wins the Super Bowl and say, yeah. vote for Joe Biden. That is what yeah. I, we're hearing I, from the more conspiratorial corners of the intranet. Right. I think there's a lot of people who think Glenn Beck believes a lot of crazy things. No, <laughs> no, I'm not that one. <laughs> Not that one. Not that one. That's crazy. Same. Just crazy. I don't know why people are so afraid of her. She does have power. She does have influence. She told people to go vote, and something like 35,000 of them did. Registering to vote is not the same as actually voting. And I've been through enough of these elections where we've had George Clooney out there. They don't listen. They don't tend to actually do it. Like they're acting, people are acting like Taylor Swift actually holds the key to the presidency. Like whoever, she's going to vote Biden. Hello. She's going to endorse Biden. Probably Travis Kelsey will too. He's big on Bud Light. He's big on COVID vaccines and Pfizer. Why are people living in fear of this? Yes, they're being propped up by a media that loves the number of hits she gets. I mean, I see Taylor Swift. My kids just said this, Britt. They were like, oh, thank God, one day in which she's not on the cover of the New York Post. That's not a left-wing publication. The reason she's on the cover of the New York Post so often is because people are interested in her. So, so we'll see if she's at the uh, the Super Bowl on Sunday. But I think we have to remember there is there's still some people that don't like football, which is fine, and they want have no interest in watching the football, and they just they just hate the Super Bowl. That gamut. year, much to my dismay, my whole family gathers around the TV, my new name has six beers, loud obnoxious cheers, and I wish that they weren't here, they're spilling sauce, wing sauce, yeah I hate this time of year, now the toilet's clogged, yeah clogged, yelling I hate the Super Bowl, and the half that show is stupid baby. Get out of my house and go away. Yeah, all right, I'll see you guys there. <laughs> Dadgummit. I know, crazy, right? Crazy talk. <laughs> well, what you want to go and do a stupid thing like that for anyway? Stupid News with Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. All right, a new, uh, let me see here, hold on. Yeah, here it is, okay. This guy played World of Warcraft 
for 59 hours and 20 minutes straight. It's too much. My kids used to play that constantly. Probably hit that record many times. I never called the Guinness World Records. I was too busy screaming at them. They had school tomorrow. Ah, yeah, but Dad, I'm about to raid the dungeon. For Judy Sosne, a f- professional chef from Budapest, bested the previous record for the longest video game marathon, playing massively multiplayer online role-playing game, or Morph for shorts, by 23 hours and 31 minutes. He had broken the record. He also was awarded the record for the longest video game marathon playing World of Warcraft. So he set two records. You must be proud of yourself, young man. 60 hours? I feel like I beat that at some point in my youth. Really? That's so long. When Halo came out for the Xbox? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Oh my gosh. I don't have that's that crazy. Kind of, I don't have that kind of attention span. I tried really hard well, to play. People used to back in the day, but the only one that it, that kept me on for hours was um um what's I'm gonna call it World uh, of Warcraft. Uh, oh, Solitaire. No, yeah, Tetris. <laughs> that's it. That only happened once. I was getting ready to. It was in the summer, so Ellie didn't have to go to school or anything like that. And I was going to bed, and I was like, all right, can I go to bed soon? Blah blah blah, whatever. And I wake up in the morning and leave for work, and I always check on him before I I open his door, and I. Make sure he's in there sleeping. And I walk out. I open the door, and he goes, "Hey, mom!" And he's up playing video games. I go, "The hell are you doing?" He's like, "I'm almost to this level." He's playing Sea of Thieves or something, and I was like, "He's like, I've been working on it all night. I'm almost there." I'm like, "Get your ass to bed! <laughs> you're still up. I'm leaving for work. It's 4 a.m. Well, You've been playing that since your last other night. child was playing too. No, he was asleep." <laughs> mm. All right. Uh, these guys were going to a bunch of people went to the movie theater there, touched our cinema quadplex in Sable Palm Plaza. Mid-January, they were in there watching a movie. One of them saw something flying around the screen. They said, hey, what's that? Mid-January, a moviegoer reported seeing something flying around the theater. We weren't sure what it was, so we did call in a company to come and take a look. Tell us if it was a bird or a bat, whatever was flying around in our theater. And they came out, said it wasn't a bat, it was probably a bird. She says a few days later, they got another report of something flying around. We went in, sat after seven o'clock, I believe it was on the 19th, um, our staff did see three flying bats. I'm Batman. You're not gonna comment on her voice? We're just gonna skip right over that? Yeah, a little nasally. It smells like a trap. (laughs) We have bats in, the Belfry? No, all over our neighborhood, oh. and they go down the little columns in my patio and stuff. Really? And, yeah, I just leave them alone. I don't like bats. They don't bother me. I don't like the way that you look. I know they're nice, but I don't like them. <laughs> Columbus man was arrested Saturday night. Oh, geez. Just, we got to do this. I know he's not an out-and-out criminal, but nevertheless criminal. Dumb criminals. All right, so this guy, uh, there's been a lot of incidents, incidents in Bartholomew County, Indiana, where people have been pointing lasers at aircraft. You know how dangerous that is? You oh, hear yeah. About, you hear about it all the time. Well, this yeah, it's is this, felony. This guy was doing it. Several reports were gotten, uh, received by the sheriff's office, gotten, were received by the sheriff's office over the last week regarding someone aiming a laser at aircraft in the area. Saturday night, another report came in, which prompted a sheriff's deputy to be dispatched to the area of the airport. They couldn't find them. 20 minutes later, though, they saw on US-31 near I-65, somebody with a laser pointing at patrol cars. Oh, can't do that. What kind of moron are you? Oh, big one. 
He's pointing at patrol cars. Of course, they pulled him over right away. 49-year-old Christopher Clem. Hey, I'm Christopher Clem. I got nothing else to do because I'm an effing idiot. Do you see his mugshot? That's about oh, God. what he looks like. Yeah, dude, he's that mugshot is priceless, <laughs> isn't like, it? Yeah, I look like I play with meth and lasers and men and, do my underwear. And when they pulled him over, they found meth, crushed prescription painkillers, a ah. gun, and, of course, two laser pointers. Yeah, he was out there. <laughs> this retired guy narrowly escaped death from an incident from his chihuahua. Left him struggling to breathe. What happened? Doctors believe the 71-year-old from Canary Islands may have caught a rare bug from being licked by his chihuahua on an open wound. The man, who was uh, not named, spent three weeks in the hospital and was given an oxygen mask. He was not intubated, but he could have been. Eventually, he developed sepsis as a reaction to the oh. infection, which can be very, very deadly. Oh, yeah. Before seeking help, he waited a week. Shouldn't have done that. Oh, Former yeah. smoker had type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, and a lung disease. Oh, yeah. When they arrived at the hospital, medics found that he had a big mass on his left side of his lung. Oh. Dense opacity, is that right? Yes. He was diagnosed with pneumonia and complicated by septic shock and given an oxygen mask to regulate his breathing. The doctor said, well, 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 you have a rare infection that only comes from the tongues of dogs. It's called Pasteurella multicida. Wow. Bacterial infection. Gross. And it's commonly in dogs' mouths. So don't yeah. let your dog lick oh. one of your... Oh. You know. That's why you have to... If you get a dog butt, you have to go to the doctor. It's not like, oh, I hurt myself. It's like, no, he's got bacteria at his teeth and gums. And if that gets in there, you have a real bad infection. And that's super bad for you. Now, I've heard about this before. And the fact that you, this guy had two, type 2 diabetes and high blood pressure and was already 71 years old is a factor in this. Most people, yeah. if they get licked by a dog in an open wound, you might get a little sick, but it'll go away pretty yeah. quick. Like you could... If you, even if you get a bad infection, like you will swell in that area. But like you said, all of his other complications definitely didn't help Dave, and waiting a week uh, to deal with it uh, gave him the sepsis. So, finally, a teacher is praised for playing Assassin's Creed. That's a video game. Yeah, as a history lesson. Well, it was it was actually a good tool to use to kind of get the kids to understand uh, the war that he was trying to explain. Yeah, because they've come out with so many of those games. I feel like there's like a million of them now, but it was like Assassin's Creed, and there's like here's one for Egyptian times, and here's a uh, Revolutionary War one, and then here's one. So I, I could get that. And it sh it shows it from I think an aerial view, so he was able to show how the war happened and while using the video game. So he's playing the video game, but he's kind of narrating it. To the, to the war that he was trying to teach them about. Now, that's how you enjoy your job. And that's Mr. Mathay. He, he's the one who's using uh, Assassin's Creed to teach the history, and you can find him on TikTok. A lot of parents are praising him. Can we play video games to do the news? Is there a way we can do that? Rob's not. <laughs> I don't think so. Our child sure is struggling in school, especially history. I wish there was help. Now there is at Nintendo Learning Center. Our teaching staff will integrate video games and history in a way that's easy for your children to understand. All right, class, today we're going to learn about Napoleon. If you'll see here in the Battle of Waterloo, he had to climb through the pipes and defeat Bowser. Where was Bowser? Well, he was at his castle at the end of World 8, silly. Oh, now I get it. Your child will love Nintendo Learning Center. And next, Napoleon had to surrender and was exiled to World 6, which is the ice world. Why didn't he just eat a mushroom or a fire flower? That's a very good question. Nintendo Learning Center. History and video games together at last. Enroll today. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. I like his jokes. They're jokes, right? Stream it now. 1059sunnyfm.com This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 